giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We're streaming live on YouTube on this beautiful Tuesday. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! It's time to turn that page. Yes, indeed, we are on. Onward to the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to break down that Seahawks offense today. See where the weakness is, right? See where there's some some kinks in that armor. See where there's some things that may challenge the Cowboys. We get into major detail, really, later on in the show, for sure. Before that, though, in the roundup, sounds of the sideline came out yesterday. And there were some funny moments in there. There were some good moments. I want to discuss... Uh, some of those moments with you guys in the roundup. Plus, there was a nugget in the sounds of the sideline that just continues to make me feel really good about old coach Mike McCarthy running things over there at the Stars. So we'll, we'll talk about that for a little bit. But the big thing out of the um, out of the roundup, I mean, it may not be nothing to y'all, but we were just having a conversation yesterday where I I may have to shift. Almost everything I was saying because we got more data, right? Uh, a, a major development potentially in regards to linebacker Shaq Leonard visiting the Cowboys, which he has touched down in Dallas. He is here. The Cowboys will likely be visiting with him, you know, within the coming hours. Uh, we have to talk about that. You know, you guys can call in a little bit because the conversation I think has shifted, uh, and not not in a negative way, really. And I think there's a this is a positive thing uh, if this is the case. So. I want to talk to y'all about that for a little bit before we get into the Seahawks-Cowboys battle. But what's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! How we doing this morning? How we doing? Yes, B47. Cannot let him leave. That's kind of how I'm feeling, right? That's kind of how I'm feeling. So uh, I really do want to want to bring this up because, you know, yesterday my thoughts on it. Well, I didn't want him to leave in general, but my thoughts on the overall potential acquisition was was a bit short-sighted. I really wasn't thinking long-term, but that may be a different case. So let's just get right into it, y'all. Let's just get right into it. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It is time for... It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. <laughs> hey, Swain. Come on, you know it, bro. You know it. Let me tell you something. It, it, it has to be an East Coast thing, but I, I can't get rid of the butters, man. I know I'm down here in Texas. The weather ain't always cold or cool. It's getting there now, though. It's butter season for me. And you know what your boy did on Black Friday, right? <laughs> Got me some butters, baby. <laughs> 
I still, my other ones is pretty smooth for, for I had them for about two years, you know. You, you got to let these things last. They starting to go up now a little bit. Used to be able to get them for like a buck 25. These things is crazy now. Anyway. Anyway, man, let's wrap. Let's talk some Cowboys. Sounds of the sideline. Really fun stuff yesterday, man. Y'all know how I'm a big fan of, of Big Hank. Big Hank got two sacks yesterday, and I just absolutely love, 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 love how they get so excited when Hank has got those sacks, right? Uh, it was D-Law went over and said, welcome to the club, big fella. D-Law, relax. You got like four sacks this year, but <laughs> I'm just having fun. D-Law's been balling. But I love to see, uh, you know, Hankins get involved. And, and look, look, I don't think this is the... The last time we'll see Hank record a sack. Mozzie might get a part of this thing, too. The Cowboys' edge rushers may be the deepest in the league, and the way that Dan Quinn deploys these guys, it allows other people to set up to get sacks or make big plays, etc. That may be the case for the next guy we'll talk about here a little bit later. So DQ is doing his thing. Coach Al Harris, hilarious dude, man. You know, whatever happens with DQ in the future, I hope he doesn't take Al with him. And Al's been here prior to DQ, so... And a lot of people are talking about Al should be the next DC. I think we're forgetting about Joe Witt. Joe Witt, I think, is next up, but if he can keep Al Harris, that'd be perfect. But Al Harris was on the sideline, right? And um, Trey, Trey Diggs showed up on the sideline. And Al said, oh, they finna hit all y'all with double moves once they see Trey over here. So look, you know that's a real conversation in that room. And Trey knows it, right? Trey knows, hey, man, they're going to try to get me with a double move. I've been trying to coach that out of Trey Diggs. He got a little bit better with it last year prior to his first two seasons in the league. But I thought that was funny. I thought that was hilarious. He said, hey, they finna hit y'all with double moves. They done saw Trey. We got to hide him. But here's the, here's the nugget, though. Here's the nugget from Sounds. That Brandon Cooks play, which, again, we haven't seen all year, and, and, and really that – that setup, that PCP, play caller purpose. We haven't really seen that kind of split zone play action, Dak rolling out and, and, and looking to throw deep, right, or short. Apparently, Brandon Cooks requested this particular play call be installed. And here's what I love about it. They didn't just run it, right? They didn't just say, oh, well, fourth quarter, we up 35-10, let's go ahead and run that Brandon Cooks play. No, they ran it in a pivotal, pivotal moment in the game. Early in the game. That's trust. And Brandon Cooks even said, he said, man, that's big trust. Coach trusted me to come to him with this play and then go out here and run it in a in a must-have type of situation. I love it, man. I love it. And that just goes back to something that's been said for years when it comes to Mike McCarthy since he first got here. Is that, yeah, he's a player's coach. He's a, he's a guy that will listen to his players and that, that will acquiesce to them if it makes sense that will that will take their their insights or their opinions and and see what makes it that's why he said i don't want to get far away from this quarterback room those thursday night those thursday meetings are important what is working for you what's not working for you i don't need to be stubborn i'm not going to try to fit a round peg into a square hole or vice versa right so i appreciate that from mike and Brandon Cooks being a veteran that he is, right? I think it's a bit different when a, say, Michael Gallup goes to, you know, or CD goes to you and say, give me the ball. That's one thing. CD ain't really probably, he probably don't care how. Just get me the rock. 
where Brandon probably goes to Mike and says, hey, look, this particular coverage or this particular lineup, they play me this way. I've seen this on, and this is no offense to CD or anybody, but Cooks has been in the league for decades. He's seen these type of things. He can go to or he can request this through Robert Prince or whomever it is uh, that, that's running this up the ladder. So I thought that was cool. Uh, and, and maybe that's something we'll see more of moving forward. But here's the big news, y'all. So yesterday we were having conversations and we were talking about, hey, you know, bring Shaq Leonard up in here. You sign him to the practice squad. He probably gets a vet minimum, yada, 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 right? I don't know about that. I do not know about that anymore. So let's talk about what's happening with Shaq. Right now, Shaq Leonard is in Dallas and likely heading to the star if he's not there already to meet with the Joneses and the coaches and all, all that. DQ, which that's another thing, right? Like, look, I understand the other team that's in contention. That other team don't got a Dan Quinn, <laughs> you know? Don't have Malik Hooker that's played with them. Don't have... uh uh. Gilly, that's played with him. Nonetheless, here's the part that makes this interesting. This comes from Nick Eatman yesterday. He basically discussed that Shaq Leonard is not looking for a vet minimum type of deal. He's actually looking to be a part of somebody's team for the foreseeable future, meaning not just one year, not just a rental. He says, but this makes sense Longer than this year, if he is at least healthy enough to play, he might not, he might not be what he was a few years ago, but he's pretty dang good with LVE's injury. I could see the Cowboys addressing linebacker early in the draft next year and or free agency. So if you can get a jump on this with a signing like this, I'd be all for it. When I reached out to people and people reached out to me, vice versa down there, shout out to my folks, my Cowboy folks down there. I was told, quote, the Cowboys are heavily interested Sounds like they're going to get it done for real. Also, when discussing not letting him leave the building, was told, quote, doesn't sound like they really plan to. And then Todd Archer dropped this right before we came on air here. Shaquille Leonard made it to the area last night for the visit with the Cowboys today. So actually made it in last night. Team wants to get a feel for his health, but the interest is high in trying to sign the linebacker. So there is clear mutual interest and not just a, you know, we'll see. It's we really want this guy. And if he checks out, could this be, I don't want to say a long-term deal, but a multi-year deal? Excuse me. That changes the conversation a little bit for me as I bring you guys back here. That changes the conversation a little bit and not necessarily in a negative way. Yesterday, it was a hey, potential vet minimum rental. There's that you're fine, right? You don't lose anything here. If it, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. The fact that they've seen on film, they, whether it be through the grapevines, whether it be through uh, past MRIs or whatever, right? They are confident enough about his health to say, hey, we want this dude here. Like, this isn't just. A, a, a mercenary type of signing. We think he can be a rock in the center of our defense that we haven't quite had cons- consistently. Let me say that, right? Because we've had here and there, we've had, you know, LV in and out injuries, but we haven't had that kind of rock type of guy. And, and no offense to LVE. I think 
if they're both healthy, Shaq Leonard's the better player. I don't think it's particularly close. And we also talked about over the last week, really, it seems like Shaq was 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 miscast in Indianapolis. I don't think that would be the case here in Dallas. I think he'd be more free to roam around in, in the sense of things being funneled to him as opposed to him funneling things to others, right? So I, I want to talk to y'all about this. If health checks out, we know he's an amazing emotional leader in the locker room. We know when healthy or put in the right positions, he can be a playmaker. Like It was not like this was five years ago Shaq's been a play. This is one season removed. Last year was the, the, the off season because, you know, injuries and whatnot. And then this year, Gus Bradley is not, it's not his guy, right? The money didn't check out with them and all that stuff. The production, the money, the usage just never worked out. If he's healthy, would you look into signing Shaq Leonard to a multi-year deal? It's a question I'm posing to y'all. Would you look into signing Shaq Leonard to a multi-year deal? And then I'll give you my answer. The caveat with that, and I'm just guessing here. I don't know how this works. Maybe somebody can tell me this. My thought yesterday was he could be signed, signed to the practice squad, and he got some time to get him acclimated and then call him up three times, et cetera, et cetera. Does that still work, though, if this is a guy who's getting signed to a fairly decent deal? I don't know if that works that way. Y'all got to help me out with that one. I don't know if you can say, hey, Shaq, we're going to sign you to a three-year, you know, $20 million deal or something like that, right? Incentives, I don't know, you know, protect yourself, a Sean Lee type of situation. But we're putting you on the practice squad. Like, I, I don't know how that works. So if, if that's not the case, then the question that y'all kept asking me yesterday does pop back up. Well, who do you cut? But but that's neither here nor there. We have to figure out if that's the case. Um, The correct answer is yes. Everybody is, is on board here. Yes. Yeah, I mean, depends on the money. Lemitra is out. Evans is fighting to get in shape. Evans fighting to just get on the field. What does uh, that mean, though, CG? I, I think Evans and Shaq's situation is a bit different. Shaq's not fighting to get in shape. Shaq just literally had a game two weeks ago. You know, he's been playing all season. You don't got to worry about him getting in shape. I think you just got to worry about him getting acclimated to your um, to your your playbook. I'm, I'm with y'all. I am yes on this. I'm 100% in on it. And as long as they protect themselves, right? don't get, don't get crazy. I'm like, hey, Shaq, we got you four years, $75 million. Next year, your, your, your cap hit is 15 million, something crazy, right? Where it affects you doing other things. But I don't think they'd be irresponsible in that, in that, in that way. Um, and if they're courting him like this, that means they see a guy that can do some damage for them in a good way. That, that, that means they see a guy that can, Step in, and maybe it doesn't take two weeks. Maybe it just takes one week because he's been playing, right? Um, and this is a smart guy, high IQ. He's been a leader. He's been a green dot guy. He's been in the middle of a defense for, for you know, five years or what have you, former All-Pro, 28. We're not talking about a guy that's 32, 33 years old. He's still fairly young. If his health checks out, there's no way I, there's no way I let him leave that building. You've kind of been looking for that, that that rock in the middle 
of the defense. And if you can get a jump, as Nick Eatman said, on free agency, and it's a win all the way around, a win for Shaq because he gets to come into a competing team and he gets to play and get, and get put in a situation to do good things, um, you, you kind of give yourself an out after two years or whatever it may be. You protect yourself from injuries. Check, check, checkmate to me. Checkmate to me. And now you get a linebacker room of Shaq, Evans, Cook, uh, Clark, and you got that hybrid guy in Marquise Bell. That's much better. In fact, I'd argue. I don't even know if it's an argument, but that is a better room in week 13 than it was in week one. I think that's fair. I don't even think that's that's going too crazy, right? Week one, you started with LVE, Damone Clark, and we had no idea how Bell was going to translate just yet. He even admitted, hey, I'm still I'm still learning run fits. <laughs> you know, I'm still figuring that out. And now you go from that to possibly, potentially, Shaq, Clark, Evans, and Bell. That's an upgrade. That's an upgrade. Mel says the linebacker room has no leadership. I think Evans, I think Evans is a guy that those guys probably look up to in a sense. Not necessarily like I've been studying you my whole life, but but he he is a he's a, a veteran in that room. Where Shaq, though, I think he he checks all the criteria from a leadership standpoint in the sense of I'm an emotional leader. I've been to the mountaintop. I talk about this a lot. When you bring in these type of veterans, right? I prefer, and you're not gonna always get them, but I like a veteran that's kind of been there. I had that conversation uh with B Mac. Some of these guys that have been to the top, and when I say the top, I'm not necessarily many Super Bowls, although that is thing too but individually like an all pro uh the best at his position at some point top three whatever these type of guys i do think hold a little bit more weight than hey i just been around for nine years i think shaq leonard holds a different weight when it comes to leadership for sure i would do it i would do it 100 damone's still learning well yeah yeah damone still learning bell needs more weight if he stays at linebacker, I think Bell in the offseason will put on a few pounds to stay at linebacker. I do. Let me wrap to my guy real quick because I really am interested on, on your thoughts on this. I think the con- I think the conversation shifts slightly now from, from mercenary rental to potential guy for the foreseeable future. Uh, let's get Mac Jones in the building. What's up, brother? What's going on, Scott? I'm good. How you doing this morning? I'm doing good, doing good. Oh, man, uh, it's a good day because I'm seeing that Shaq is going to be here visiting, you know, Dallas, trying to we're gonna see what we can get to deal, see if he's healthy. Uh, first thing what I do is I always check out their highlights because, you know, I'm, always, I'm only watching Cowboys. I'm only listening to you guys. Right. So I don't f- focus on other teams. But what I saw so far, Scott, is he's a playmaker. Yes. He's a playmaker all over, all over the field. And I – you know, LVE was that, but the injury plague has, has hurt him. I think him. LVE was a playmaker his rookie year. Like he never, right. he never was a playmaker ever again. Where where Shaq right. prior to injuries. yeah, but 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 there the injuries though with Shaq too. But I I think prior to last season, uh, Mac, he was that yes. consistently. You know, for like four years right. straight, Shaq was a playmaking linebacker. And then last year right. the injuries happened, and this year he seems to be miscast. So I th- I think for me the the excitement of the potential upside far outweighs the downside yeah. of this for me because I don't think he's that far removed. And if the and this is the big one, if the health checks out, 
I'm I'm all, all right. in on this one. You good on it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm I'm listening to you, and I'm like I'm looking at the highlights. I'm like, man, this is the playmaker. This is somebody that's going to add another another. It's going to be another big hitter. It's going to be another playmaker in the middle. It's going to be somebody else with more awareness. I'm just I just I like it. I like it, man. I listen to something I'm I'm missing, but I I like it so far. Yeah, let's 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 not let him out the building. I think that'll be key. Uh, was it's interesting because Schefter reported, and this is this is where. This is where Jerry's going to have to, the Cowboys are going to have to use Jerry's magic. Schefter reported, right. you know, he's coming in today, obviously, to, to visit, but he has a right. scheduled visit with the Eagles later in the week. Ah. So you've got so uh, much incentive. We, we, we can't let him out. No. You've got, you've got plenty incentive to keep this man in the building because, number one, <laughs> you need it. You need the linebacker situation, right? You need a depth or what have you, and potentially you need a, a guy for the foreseeable future at middle linebacker. Number two, yes. Yes, the future. I'll be damned if I let that team get him. Right. You're right. Yeah. You're right, man. I, I – I think I you, I think they can't let him out. No, no. You know if they if even if he asks for a little bit more opinions, we got to figure something out. We got to figure something out. Indeed, brother. Cause Appreciate right because I don't. LVE might be sending us a retirement letter. Oh, LVE's by done. the off season. Yeah, yeah. LVE. Yep. LVE feels done from what I'm told. He's he's likely retired. Ah, uh, see. Yeah. Even yeah. if he didn't, you're not count. Even if LVE did not retire, we I'm can't, not count. We on can't no rely LVE. on LVE. No. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's why we're in this situation. You know? No. You're right. No. no You're right. All right, okay. brother, let me get, let me, like let I said, I'm, I'm more, rolling bro. with you. I'm rolling with you. And like I said, we can't let him out the building. Good show, Scott. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, CG said, who's more removed, Leonard or, or Evans? Evans didn't play all year, you know, when the Cowboys signed him. Right, so his last snap of football was in the 2022 season. Shaq just played two weeks ago, three whatever it was, two or three weeks ago. So it's it, it's it's Evans who's who's further removed. Marcus, what's your, what's your thoughts here on this Shaquille Leonard situation? Hey, uh, well, hey, uh, Scotty. First of all, you know, happy holidays to you. Thank you for taking a call, man. Of course, man. My my thought on that man is. Uh, First, I like the player. Always have liked him. And like most of us have, because you, you see what you see on tape. Mm. Um, my thoughts have always been, particularly when we talk about that linebacker spot, because we want to be a great defense. I've said this from from the jump. We Everywhere we got, we need what we got except at that linebacker spot, that middle spot, the middle of the defense. Yeah. That's where you saw. Yep. And as great as Marquise Bell has been for us, we start playing some teams that are going to exploit the fact that he's, Really, an undersized guy. No matter how game he is, no matter how willing he is, he's gonna get pounded out of his spot. Uh, my my whole oh. thought with, with with Griffin man is hey, he's here, keep him here. Whatever you got to do to keep him here, I, whatever he kick the tires, overspin, whatever it is, find a way to keep him here. If for no other reason, for me, than to 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 help free up what it is you want to do with Michael Parsons. I've always said this about Michael, if, particularly if we're going to make these Lawrence Taylor comparisons to him, with him, Michael needs. Uh, Carl Banks. Carl Banks for mm. is what made Lord Taylor Lord Taylor as much as anything else. Because Carl Banks covered. He let Mike. Carl Banks let like Lord this. Taylor roll. I like this. He like he let the Carl Banks was in the middle, and wherever Lawrence went, 
called coveted. So if it was a coveted, Ross will tell you himself. Paul tells them, they'll tell you themselves. A lot of times, whatever the play call was, Warren Stray would say, hell with that, I'm going to get the quarterback. And, but Carl Brace was there. If, 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 for instance, if LV, I mean, if, if Warren Taylor was supposed to drop in the flat, Horace wasn't dropping in no flat. Carl Brace was going to shade over there and cover that because Warren Taylor was going to get the quarterback. And nine times out of ten, Warren was going to force the issue, right? My, my whole point is that you want a guy in the middle of that defense. This is what LVE did. Not very well, but that's why he was there. He was cerebral enough to make sure guys were lined up. And even though LVE was late, he wasn't aggressive. He wasn't a field linebacker. He knew where he was supposed to be, even if he couldn't get there, like you said so many times. LVE could make plays, but he wasn't the guy that he was as a rookie. And he was never a physical guy. Yeah. So, so Shaq Leonard can do that. He can do that. And he can be physical. I want my linebackers in the middle of the field. They need to be at the line of scrimmage somewhere or playing on the offensive side of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I, like I think your, Leonard can do that. Yeah, I like your yeah, thoughts that's what I think, on, on the whole freeing uh-huh. up Micah situation. And when you say free, you're basically saying it because he can now move up and down the line of scrimmage. Um, as opposed to just to, to, to doing some of those linebacker things. I, look, I've always been an advocate of you don't have the linebackers to not utilize Micah there from time to time. But if you get to that point right, right. when you do, then all bets are off. You you just continue to move Micah around, A gap, B gap, over center, standing up at linebacker sometimes. You continue to do that. Uh, but this it's clear. Mm-hmm. He is clear they want him to be predominantly a pass rusher, and that's all fine and dandy. But when LVE goes down mm-hmm. and you have question marks at the position, you, you needed to move him around. And you still need to move him around, right? Like, you don't stop doing that because that's what makes yeah. him difficult. Uh, but like you said, though, right. I, the comparison used with Carl Banks and LT, now I got a guy who could potentially be a playmaker at that level. Like, I think that's the difference here. Where we, yeah, we, yeah. Got, we got guys who do some good things and make some plays and they cover. But when you got a guy at that second level that can make plays, a la, and I'm not saying he's Sean right. Lee, but at the, at that height of his career, he was doing Sean Lee type stuff. Yeah. That changes things uh-huh. drastically. So, you know, a guy who I see, I see Michael Parsons closing in on the sack, let me jump this route. Or I've seen on tape, they like to run this kind of shallow crosser, a la Fred Warner, let me jump and get some mm-hmm. pressure on this stuff. Like little things like that. You might not notice it right away until a big play is made, but eventually that big play will be made if you got a playmaker at that position. So yeah, yeah, Marcus, appreciate the call, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Special nice guy. Keep it going, bro. Yes, sir. Let's get one more in here before we break down uh, the Seahawks, man. Let's get Kevin. What's good, Kevin? What's going on? How you doing today, man? I'm doing. I'm doing fine, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm a little concerned because you know you just hit me with that news that the Eagles trying to trying to get a visit out of Leonard, and yeah, I don't want yeah. that to happen. Yeah, they lost uh, but, um, Cunningham, so they're 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 pretty. Th- they lost Cunningham. They lost uh, what's the dude Dean, Nicole Bay Dean. So they're pretty thin at linebacker. I think they won him pretty bad. With that news now, as far as um Leonard wanting possibly a multi year, what is the the odds of us actually doing that? And then him wanting to go to the Eagles because they might need him more than we do. Well, you can you can tell them that we need you here. I think that's the whole point of, of courting him. I think they feel like they need him, right? They feel like we can put you in the middle, and then that puts Clark and Bell to do things that they're naturally better to do, and that's kind of be a will linebacker, kind of be a free linebacker. So technically, you need him too. I don't think you – besides Rashawn Evans, who hasn't really been here and on the field – you don't really have that middle linebacker unless his name is Micah. And Micah, the problem with putting Micah there this year is that they're not doing it in a serious manner. It's just kind of to, to, to take him off ball from time to time. 
you, he's he's a he's a pass rusher. Let's just be honest. Dan Quinn is not really trying to use yeah. him as a linebacker. It is what it is. But if you can get a guy like like a, a Evans that was the thought process at first, or a Shaq Leonard healthy, right? That that changes things drastically to me because now it bumps guys over to where they need to be, and, and now you got everybody fitting in the right spots. I think so. I, I think you can make an argument. We do need you here, and we got Dan Quinn who could put you. Who's Sean Desai? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to go over there yeah, with a Sean, De- yeah. Sean Desai. I don't even know how to use his folks over there. That defense is trash. You want dudes yeah, all in the videos? Come on, uh, no. Come uh, here. Yeah, nah. Nah. <laughs> come, come on. <laughs> what was the record? death row. Records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that leads into my next question as far as um Evans, though. Because mm. that kind of pushed Evans further it does. out of getting on the field, right? It it, it does. Then, but you can't let the Eagles because of that. You can't let feelings get in the way, man. If if you feel like Shaq Leonard, a healthy Shaq Leonard is better than Rashawn Evans, I, hey, look, bro, would you, you want to be a part of this run? EPA. Do you want to be a part of this run, or do do you do you want to go play for the Titans somewhere? You know, if, if you you let me know what you want to do. You're right. You're right. I, I was just hoping that you know we we take that dive and go get them. And keep them away from them because we already got to deal with them in like a week or two. Yeah. And, you know, and see if we can – what's the full potential of this team as far as defensively though, with him on the field? I'm, 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 that's scary to think about, to be honest, because I feel like we're pretty good already. Yeah, that, that I, don't, I don't know because I think he's definitely going to help you on the ground. The Cowboys have been fairly decent on the ground. We're going to talk about that here in a second. Uh, but what I, where I think he brings though to the table is is a potential again playmaker. I can't you know stress that enough. Will that be this year? I don't know. He hasn't been put in that position to do so. Uh, but I think the concerns defensively more so come with like the big plays being made on them from time to time, and at, at bad times if we're being honest. So that really doesn't have much to do with him. It's kind of like our secondary, which our secondary is not bad. It's a good secondary, but sometimes. You know, some of these quarterbacks, they, they make some big plays, and we're going to play some quarterbacks and some schemes where they're going to draw it up. So I, I don't think he covers my quote-unquote concern. It's hard to call it a concern. I think we got a good defense. But if we don't get home sometimes, you know, you, you can't cover forever, and, and, and they get these big plays. I don't think he helps you in that part, but I do think he helps you coming mm-hmm. downhill against the run and potentially making some, uh, some, some plays in the backfield or interceptions or whatnot. I really appreciate you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. I'll mean, get at you probably tomorrow. Appreciate you, Kevin. That's a good question. My guy, Tuan, in the chat said, Rolando was a different style player. Are we bringing up Rolando McClain? God, Rolando McClain, man. That, what's, what's the, uh, I got I to gotta get this. I got to get this, Vince McMahon. 2015, Rolando, was it? Man, he was a beast, man. McClain for us was a problem. I, I, you know, if Shaq can be that, but yeah, that, that's interesting. You know, I don't know if he brought up the the question like, what, what does he does he cover your quote unquote weakness? I don't even know if he does that. My my concern is still the the big play, the potential big play, or when we play soft, right? Like when we play soft, and I'm thinking Philly, I'm thinking uh, San Fran, 
teams like that. When we play soft, we, we tend to give up that that easy play, and then at the wrong time, boom, you get hit with a big one. So, but I don't think you have a ton of weakness on this defense. And and, and I told y'all the other day, I just don't think there's many teams that are going to have these complete shutdown defenses for four quarters. We just there's going to be times in these games where offenses just get the better of you. Baltimore, they've been, they've been doing some coverage things that have been off the chain. Shouts out to that defense coordinator, by the way. He, you know, he's probably gonna get some some looks. But historic, I don't I don't know if I don't know if I'd go that far in calling them one of them ones either. They doing some good. They doing some crazy things from a pass defense. But I don't know if they're they're one of them ones. Dallas isn't because you know Diggs went down. I don't think there's one in the league. Think about this for a second. Then we move, we're gonna move on. We'll take a quick break and move on. Every team the Cowboys have to go up against. In NFC at least. Their potential weakness is on the back end. Even San Fran. We've seen San Fran get got. Now, now, now they're without without uh Hufunga. Just saying. All right, let's reset real quick. Go get your coffee. Go get your whatever you need, right? Get your pen, your paper. We're going to talk about these Seahawks because I think this is the first the first game in this stretch where the Cowboys can – look, I don't think it matters with the national media. They're never going to get the Cowboys any type of credit, and that's fine, whatever. But inside the star for the for Cowboys fans, I think this starts that, that process of, okay, let's go out here and put together some respectable wins. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of a million of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. <laughs> Princess, you're feeling the flat. appreciate it. Shouts out to my guy, Dave Hellman. Dave said, I don't care how serious the situation is, I'm rocking the flat. Tiny Jim. All right, let's take a look at the Seattle offense, man. I just thought about something, by the way, before we get into the, the full, full breakdown here. If you go back to the offseason, we kind of brought up Seattle a lot when it came to Brian Schottenheimer. I wonder if Brian Schottie like, yeah, this, yeah, this is a revenge game for me type situation, right? Uh, Mike McCarthy also. He's had some battles with Pete Carroll. I think he lost his last one, his, his biggest one, where the Seattle Seahawks went to the Super Bowl. Some battles with him. But anyway. Seahawks offense, some of their key players, we'll, we'll discuss all of them in, in great length here in a second. Their offensive coordinator is Shane Waldron. We actually talked about him a little bit because of Mike Solari. Interestingly enough, Cowboys offensive line coach Mike Solari was on the same staff with Waldron in 2021, and that kind of started the departure. They had two different philosophical takes on what they wanted to do, and Mike Solari was was let go or mutual parting, whatever they want to call it, and Waldron remained, and now he's still their offensive coordinator. 
Now Mike Solari is a Cowboys offensive line coach, and O-line is starting to get together a little bit here lately. This is uh, one of the more heavier zone run teams the Cowboys will see this year. Top five end zone runs. They do it about 73% of the time. And honestly, because of the speed of our defense, I'm fine with that. And because a guy, a guy like Hankins, the way he's playing, where he causes accidents in that backfield, and Osa, fine with me. Uh, power game could, could potentially give Cowboys trouble with zone. I think they, they, they do pretty decent in defending it. But when it is blocked up, Right when you get like a Cardinals game, when it is blocked up, it can be potentially deadly. However, you got to get ready for that zone, and the reason why they run it so much out of zone is because they use that to set up the play action. This team uses play action at a high rate, and they're very successful at doing it. Fourth in usage, second in success percentage. So this is a game, I think, where the Cowboys linebackers are going to have to be disciplined in this one. And uh, because they like to get you one way and and they're going to roll out or whatnot. They're top five in the league in design rollouts to date. And Geno can be sneaky with his legs. All right. And another way they like to get some success is in motion. They don't do it a whole lot. They're about middle of the pack in the way they use motion. I'm sorry, in, in using motion. But when they do it, they do have some success. They have this little tricky motion. I don't, I'm not sure if I have it. Yeah, here it is. Right. They have this little tricky motion. I noticed them uh, in, in the three games I watched where they have the running back in a shotgun formation. And he'll motion out and motion back. It was, it's kind of a at snap motion. I mean, I don't really see this much. Uh, I wonder if this is a college thing. But in, in the pros, I don't see it. So this year I'm seeing kind of two different styles of motion this year where you get the pop motion. Uh that Mike McDaniels is bringing into the league. And then this kind of interesting shotgun, I'm a fake go out, come back at the snap type of motion. Usually you'll see that and they'll get set and you'll be done. But this is a little a little interesting motion here. They try to get you going and they'll run it out of it. They'll do a play action out of it. Uh, they'll, they'll do play action and they'll move Geno Smith out of it. So Waldron is, is using motion differently and uh, he's having some success doing it, but they don't do it a whole lot. To me, and this might be this might sound crazy because of a guy like DK Metcalf is here, but to me, the most dangerous guy on their offense is Kenneth Walker. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, if you don't contain him, he he can take it to the crib anywhere. He'll keep them in that play action. He'll 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 wear your defense down. This is a five-tool back, in my opinion. Five-tool back where he can he can run with power. So he can run you over, he can run around you. He can go 70 yards to the crib. A very sneaky burst. I think he has sneaky burst and unsuspecting speed. So I think if you if you let Kenneth Walker just go, it's going to be a long day for you. But he's actually dealing with an injury right now. So it's been uh the last what was it last week? It was Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker, when they are on the field together, it's a pretty solid duo. Kenneth Walker ranks top 10 in missed tackles. And like I talked about, that power and that burst is there. Charbonnet, a solid two guy for them. He leads the team in yards per carry. But the last few weeks, not too good, you know. 3.2 yards per carry uh, average against the Rams and the Niners. Those are, well, at least the Niners are a really damn good run defense. So we'll have to contain that. I'm not saying they're going to go out here and run the ball a whole lot. That's not in their DNA. However, 
very similar to us. They're they're trying to be efficient in doing so. Uh, the difference is, you know, Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet when when they're on, they're on. They can be playmakers for you. So I think they I think the Cowboys can stifle these guys, but you got to be able to tackle. If you, if you don't tackle Kenneth Walker, if he plays, uh, he can be a problem for you. Now I brought this up earlier. The Cowboys still rank in the top ten in yards per carry against running backs and yards overall. Uh, so they're they're doing solid, and there's times within the game where that happens, but you know they'll get a run or what have you. But the Cowboys have been pretty decent in doing so. So so we'll see. We'll see what they do. But Geno Smith, oh Eugene, I think that magic has run out a little bit, y'all. I think that magic ain't that curl ain't quite curling like it was in 2020 2022. Geno comeback player of the year last year was phenomenal. I mean, I, I was shocked how well he was playing. This year, not so much. 20th in QBR compared to 7th last year. 20th in passer rating compared to 6th last year. One of the main things I've also noticed this year is like his mobility isn't quite the same as he takes off and runs right there. But last year, he rushed for almost 400 yards. Yeah, over 5 yards per carry. He had 15 runs of 10-plus yards. This year, 86 rush yards and only four runs of uh, 10 yards or more. Now, he's starting to find that mobility a little bit. He ran for a career uh, uh, season-high 21 rush yards last week, but I think a lot of that had to do with games over. Um, the Niners were kind of just playing back, letting letting Geno scramble around. But he does he can be he can be very sneaky with his legs. However, if he if he's not going to use them, he's a stationary target in that backfield and we'll talk about it in a second uh but he, he's definitely been been back there in that pocket and he wants to push the ball down the field we've been talking about push him in right a lot we've been talking about guys that that throw the rock downfield Gino last year might have statistically been the best deep ball thrower in the league not the case this year not the case now he's gonna try it this ain't it for a lack of trying he's still a top five guy i believe or top 10 guy and pushing the ball 20 yards down the field and he's got two guys that can get the rock down there and just say, hey, YOLO, throw it up. So he'll try it. Top 10 and 20-plus yard attempts. But what do we say all the time? All the time about these pushing men. They need time. <laughs> so I welcome it, right? I welcome them trying to push the rock downfield. You need time. And that offensive line hasn't been that great this year. Now, they'll be getting back a guy we'll talk about in a second here. Abe, uh, was it Lucas? He'll be returning. And that's big because their right tackles have been bad. They've been responsible for the second most pressures of any right tackle group in the NFL. They was rolling out 41-year-old Jason Peters. So we know how that how that is. When you're down that bad, you got to roll out a 40-year-old. But Abe Lucas will be back. Uh, he hasn't played since week one. Not the greatest game to return, if you ask me. I mean, who wants to go up against Micah and D-Law and Armstrong and Sam and Osa and all these guys rushing the passer uh, as their first game back since week one? So Abe Lucas returns, but I, I don't know if he's going to pick up right where he left off from week one. Last year, as a rookie, he gave up nine sacks, so it wasn't like you know he was just clean. The traits are there. He's a former third-round pick, so he's an upgrade to a 41-year-old tackle who was getting a bit bullied in that Niners game. But nonetheless, that offensive line, I, I personally still think, 
is susceptible to pressure, especially against stunts. And when you put the heat on Gino, uh, he gets stationary. Like I said, he stays in that pocket. I don't think he has great eyes. Uh, you know, I was watching a lot of um, routes where it's like, hey, how are we how are we not looking here and missing this? And it's just not because he he looks like, you know what Gino looks like this year? He looks like the bridge quarterback that he was brought in there to be. Not the $100 million man. Um, he looks like the bridge quarterback. Uh, and I don't know what you can can put that on. Maybe he's he's reverting to what he really is, and last year was a one-off. Because your weapons are better. Your running back room is still good. Your O-line is, is up. You know, it's not the worst in the league. Coordinator's the same. But you aren't. So I think he's reverting back to what he was. Speaking of those weapons, I think this is going to be another challenging day for the secondary. I want to say we did a, I can't remember if it was this year or last year. I don't know. Maybe it was this year. Well, we broke down like the top five wide receiver groups of Cowboys or, or the top five passing attacks. And I had the Seahawks fairly high because of DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Jackson Smith and Jigbo. They all present a different type of challenge. Not the same as last week, but but similar to sense of they got a lot of skilled players that will challenge you. Um, and, and last week, the difference to me is that last week you had EB, you had Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howe, who I think are better than Waldron and Geno Smith. But but you can't you here's here's why I say this is a good when I say good team. This isn't a this isn't a team you think is going to do anything in the playoffs. When I say this is a good team, I mean they've got dudes. They've got players littered across this roster that you just can't go, hey, you know what? All good. We're going to show up and just win. That's what I mean. You can't just show up, roll your helmet out there and think you just going to win. You got to go out there and you got to play these dudes because they got some talent on both sides of the ball. We'll get to the defense tomorrow with Koya. But offensively, you go out there and you fall asleep on Tyler Lockett, he'll get you. I think he's been one of the most underrated wide receivers in this league for a long time. You go out there and say, ah, Jackson Smith and Jigba's just a rookie. Okay, he'll get you. I And look, maybe I'm a bit biased. I like Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's one of my favorite, if not favorite, wide receivers in the draft. And he's a tough he's a tough dude to deal with in that slot. Uh, he plays in there about 70-some percent of the time. And he's just a smooth player. A smooth player that, that has amazing ball skills. There was a play in the Niners game. Y'all, y'all know the one-handed catch. I personally love the design. Let me, let me show you guys. I love this design. But this is what Waldron would do. He's going to stress your defense out with a guy like Njigba. Like you, you won't just see Jackson Smith and Jigba just running six yard routes the whole game. They're gonna they're they're gonna stress you out or try to at the very least stress you out. But this this play right here was crazy. Uh I like the design, a whip route with Tyler Lockett underneath. You got DK Metcalf, who was also wide open here, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's basically running kind of a a deep out here, uh, but then he notices, or at least Gino notices that space in the zone or in the in the defense, and he alters his route, finds the ball, great awareness, fantastic one hand catch. So you you can't fall asleep, I think, on a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, because he can do this to you. Now, where where I think the Cowboys have the advantage though is uh, in the red zone area. They haven't been the greatest down there. Um, they, so they have to get down there. But these wide receivers in general, it's a good group. 
It's a really, really good group. And then obviously you got DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, the heavyweight matchup to me is going to be Metcalf versus Bland. I think you'll see that a lot in this one. We know just how much of a physical freak DK Metcalf is. I mean, I didn't realize, I mean, this is like Megatron 2.0 in regards to this being a physical athlete. Just how great of an athlete he was until I saw DK in person warming up. And I'm just like, this dude is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he might not be the best receiver or anything in the league or anything like that, but from an athletic standpoint, there's not too many that, that fit that kind of speed, height, size, weight profile like a DK Metcalf. But one thing I learned about receivers in this day and age, I don't care how big you are. They don't like being physical. They, I mean, they don't like when you get physical with them. And I thought Ward was really good against Metcalf last week. He was physical with them. Hell, we saw the Niners do that with CeeDee Lamb, and he didn't like it. So I think you have to be able to match his physicality. And look, let's be honest. He's also have to, going to have to worry about De'Ron Bland. And Metcalf talked about going up, apologies, y'all, going up against this Cowboys defense going up against particularly specifically, I'm sorry, Deron Bland. And here's DK Metcalf on it. Dallas, uh, well, they got speed everywhere on their defense. Um, and you know, they've been in a couple shootouts and then they've blown some teams out. So, uh, I mean, it's hard to get a, a good grip of, uh, who they really are. Um, you know, when you watch film, but, um, they're a fast group who, who can get to the ball in a hurry. So, and, uh, they have a pretty stacked group of corners, uh, on their team. Five, five, I know. I was thinking, like, he got more touchdowns than me. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Well, what does that say? Not about his skill set, but about how you have to play the ball in that situation or make sure it doesn't end up. Right. I mean, he does what the receiver should do in their shape angles um, and meet the ball. So he does a, an exceptional job um, at that. And uh, it's rare that you see a cornerback, you know, be able to track the ball or catch the ball like he does. And I mean, he does it effortlessly. So. Him and Gilmore are, are a tandem, um, and, you know, hate to see Trayvon Diggs go down. Uh, my prayers go out to him um, on his road to recovery. But, um, I mean, it seems like the next one up is duplicate to him. So, got to shave angles. We basically did control, copy, paste. <laughs> that's that's kind of crazy, man. You just don't see that. And there's an argument, right? There's an argument to be made that this is even more impressive than what we saw in 2021 it's freaking crazy but yeah that's dk metcalf talking about uh deron bland and the matchup and, and gilly really and how th- these dudes are just the, the iq is there i think the iq and the physicality the physicalness i should say uh of athleticism of deron bland is what makes him extremely special in this league and i say special yes because obviously what he's doing has never been done in the history of the national football league but he, he talked about a few times they're shaving the angles and and that's something that Deron is, is is great at particularly slants uh quick slants or or if you try to do one of those crossers like if you're going to run a crosser you have to put that ball all the way out and hope that Deron Bland is yards behind uh because he did did a great job in that Carolina game at cutting off the route getting a pick and taking it back to the crib but this is going to be a heavyweight matchup um and, and it's not the undercard is nothing to sleep at either to sleep on either Tyler Lockett against Gilly or Lockett against anybody and Jigba against J. Lou or Jigba against anybody. 
this is one of those games where I, I need the Cowboys' opportunistic defense to show up because there's going to be plays where you get got, right? There's going to be plays where Waldron is going to try to push that ball downfield. They ran, I'm going to bring this play up, they ran a concept against the Baltimore Ravens, who they only scored three points on, but they had this play that that was, I thought, an interesting play because it it emphasizes Geno Smith wanting to push it. It emphasizes Waldron wanting to be aggressive. Uh, let me bring it up here. This was a play where uh, I think it was Metcalf and Lockett on one side, and you got Metcalf. I'm sorry, you got Lockett and the tight end essentially just clearing this thing out for for Metcalf to come underneath on the deep over. And this is mind you, mind you, out of play action and motion. And if you're not getting home, and if you're not taking your responsibilities or doing your responsibilities right in the zone defense. Or if this happens to be man, this is where it can get a little bit funny because deep overs and man are really hard to deal with. He's going to try to find Metcalf and Jigba, Lockett, whomever the hell it is, deep down the middle of that field. So in a similar fashion to EB, right? Like I respect EB's playbook. I respected his concepts. Waldron does have some things, right? He he does have some things. I think the difference is, and you know, you can you can shun me if you want here, but but I do think that Sam Howe, I I just think Sam Howe is a more I don't use the word better, but 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 more aggressive. I think he has a better arm. I was more I was worried about Howe's ability to 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 target you deep than than Gino. But Gino doesn't have fear. Like he'll throw it. He'll 100% try to get the ball out there. He just, you know, he's been stationary. I don't think he's been as accurate as he was last year, specifically deep. And last year he was ridiculously accurate. 14 touchdowns, two interceptions last year, throwing deep balls. Uh, but again, if if you don't get to him, something like this could happen, though. So that is the Seahawks' def- our offense, 19th in scoring offense, 29th on third downs. It's it's not, an, this isn't an offense that's going to impose its will on you. It's not an offense that has been great consistently. Uh, and I think if you can get them, get out in front of them like we do all the time with the Cowboys, right? Like if you can get out in front of a team like this, you then not just put the real pressure on him, right, like the physical pressure on Geno, but I think you put the mental pressure on him. And I noticed behind against the Niners, behind uh, uh, against the, the Baltimore Ravens, and even at times in that, in that uh, Washington game, he, he just doesn't feel it. He doesn't see it all the time. And I think you can have some success against them, but this this could be a, this could be similar to the Washington game, right? Where it's a fight, it feels like a fight early, and then this thing can kind of get out of hand if we take care of business on the other side. And we'll talk about that um, tomorrow. So that's the the Seattle Seahawks offense. I think the Cowboys can get out of man. We talked about uh, defensively up front, where I've seen the stunts work a whole lot. Niners game, Baltimore game. Washington just, you know, it is what it is. Washington don't have a pass rush no more. But I think the Cowboys up front can get can get home. Be interesting to see if this Abe Lucas, if he can come back and be what he was in week one. I thought he played pretty well. Uh, if, if he's not that guy and this is, hey, man, I'm knocking off some rust, they're in trouble. They, they are in trouble. And I think the Cowboys can get another turnover. They haven't been getting them in bunches as of late. But all it takes is one, and, and we've seen this at home, man. At home, whenever that turnover happens or or that 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 block punt or that big sack or whenever that happens, that avalanche just, whew, it just takes over teams. 
All right, let's get back into the phone lines. We had our guy LB Laurel chilling on hold. What's good, man? Hello? Yes, sir. You live, man. Just turn down the, the yes, house sir. a little bit. What's going on, sir? Good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning. Got, you, got, you got me on delay? Oh, or? my bad. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a little. I was on, I was on meet, my bad. Gotcha. Okay. What's up, man? Uh, look, man, I want to talk about um, this Dak, really. I mean, you look at Geno, different system. Everybody can't adjust like Dak, man. So that's, that's, he need that MVP. He need to be like, he need to be pushing for that. Part of me, um, part of me don't even want him to get it. What's that? I don't really, I don't even really. You don't want him to get it? Yeah, part of me don't want him to get it. Woo, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Mm-hmm. Make him stay hungry. Yeah, there you go. There you go, LB. He uh they asked him about that and he was like, Man, look, all that means is I'm playing well. That's all I really care about. I don't really care about that individual award. He said, you know, our my goal is to get my basically my goal is to win the Super Bowl. He didn't say those words, but he, he was like, My goal is 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 to accomplish the ultimate team goal. But but that just means yeah. that they're talking about me and the MVP, that means I'm playing well and I gotta keep it up and we gotta build Towards playing our best ball heading into the postseason, I I I, I hope I hope he has an All Pro year. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I hope he has an All Pro year, and he doesn't win the MVP, and and it goes to somebody else, and we get to the playoffs, and and there's just that added, that this small added chip on his shoulder that he could use, right? That even though he didn't care about it, the great ones always hey, have buddy. some chip that they use to push him forward. So. There's a conference MVP, there's Super Bowl MVP, so it don't have to be the lead MVP. There we go. That's the only MVP I care about is the one they give out in February on that one specific day. Got you, got you. That's what's up. But uh, also, uh, the 49ers, our defense, our secondary is better than their secondary. They rely on their pass rush so much that, I mean, then you look at our defense and we get cover sacks off of, I mean, sometimes our, our our coverage is just that good. So yeah, I, we like we like a I like our defense because it can it can adjust to the team we playing. So I like that about our defense. Yeah, especially with Hufunga out, uh, I, I do like our secondary better. Uh, they have a they have a fantastic front seven. I think their front seven you could argue is better because of their linebacker situation. Um, I think yeah. our defensive line is comparable, but but the linebackers, I think, give them that slight edge. But then we have the secondary edge, I believe. So I think our defenses are, are right, right there with each other, bro. Yeah, neck and neck for the most part. Yeah. And Hooker, man. Hooker got to time his jumps because you're playing big receivers this week. Time those jumps, man. You said Hooker what now? Time those jumps. He got to time them. Like, he'd he be there sometime, but he'd be off on his jumps sometime. Time those jumps, man. Get the ball. What do you mean by time those jumps? Like his timing be off. Like he'll jump, and it's like he's coming down when the ball's getting there. Instead of, or you know, what I'm saying he's before the ball getting there or something. It's like he got a Malik Hooker. Got to time that that time. What's Are you that? talking about? You said Malik. Hooker, yeah, Hooker on the on those like a ball hooking. He'll free you if you up there at the at the top, man. You got to time them jumps. That doesn't make, but that doesn't add up. That's like an oxymoron. You you can't jump as a deep. I don't know what you mean by jump. A jump would be like your your cornerback is is jumping a, a comeback route or jumping an out route. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about when that ball's in the air. That's you, not t- when you're going to play the ball. Time that. Oh, jump. you're talking about like a fifty-fifty ball. 
Like, like just no, a jump ball. When you, in, when, you, when you go to contest that ball, like his timing, it seemed like it'd be off some time. He don't, he don't get there when it, it's time to intercept it. He's either late or he's early. Yeah, I don't think I follow. I don't think there's been too many of those for Malik. I think the last one I remember that was deep like that was against Philly. Uh, he's done a good job keeping things in front of him. I know he had the interception against the Jets where he, quote-unquote, timed the jump right. Uh, but the Philly one, yeah. I think, was the was the last one I remember. I don't remember no no deep jump balls the last three games, though. So that's interesting. I remember when he first got here, he was more he was more worried about hitting a player than he was worried about intercepting the ball. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean by the time. And to me, that's the time. And to me, you was more worried about the hit than you worried about you seeing the ball. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I don't, I'm, yeah, I'm I don't think I follow, bro. He had three interceptions, I think, when he like his first or second year with the Cowboys. This year, you got to understand his responsibility is to play back and keep everything in front of you, right? Okay. So there's been. Yeah, let me ask you a question. How how many how many like serious question though? Because I don't remember many. How many deep jump balls has Malik Hooker lost and given up touchdowns to, or or big plays? Let's just say big plays. Not many. I, I probably one or two. Probably one or two. I don't even know if it's Not been. Many. I don't even know if it's been that. <laughs> so. It's interesting. I have to go back and look. Because yeah, the only I'm, one I remember. Mistaken, maybe I'm mistaken somebody else back there. Maybe I'm mistaken, but yeah. The only one I remember that, and it, it wasn't even a catch. It could have been an interception, though, was the Philly game uh, where it was like three three players around the ball on a deep pass, and mm-hmm. none of them got it. But other than that, yeah, I just yeah. can't remember many jump balls that Malik Hooker just, quote, unquote, lost this year in regards to giving up. Big play. I can't, I, just, I can't remember any. I could be dead-ass wrong. I just don't remember that many is all. That's why I was a bit lost while you're saying he got to time his jump. I, I, I don't I don't think he's had many opportunities. Maybe I'm looking at the whole time he's been here. I'm not looking at just this year. I'm looking at his whole whole time here. You know what I mean? His, work, his body of work. I mean, he had three interceptions. What, last year was it? I mean, so, I mean, hey, look, man. I think Malik's been fine. That's basically <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you. I, I, don't, I don't know what we're getting at with Malik Hooker here. Like, <laughs> No, we good. I'm trying. I'm trying to I think. When you think say so, that, man. I'm like, where where has this happened? So I can be like, okay, that that makes sense, or okay, that makes sense. I, I just don't see where Malik has been a guy that's just like, man, he ain't he ain't timing his jump right. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I got you. I got yeah. you. No problem, bro. I don't, maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaken, but I, I'll have to go back and look my damn self now. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna go back and look my damn self. <laughs> like, am I seeing something wrong? All right, wrong? Bro. All right brother. <laughs> Yes, sir. I'm trying to remember. I really am. Because, cause I, I mean, I could be dead wrong here. I mean, but I don't think he's had many opportunities to, quote, unquote, do that. Uh, What did he have? Was it last year he had three picks? Yeah. Man, four interceptions, five interceptions in the last three years. I mean, and three of them was last year. Yeah, I know he's talking about the 50-50 balls. My question was, like, how many of those – and this is a serious question because I the only one I remember specifically in my head was the one in the Eagles game. How many opportunities has Malik Hooker had at getting fit? If somebody says, man, he got time that better, like, that means it's happened multiple, like, a whole bunch of times. But how many? Like, can y'all think of, of all these times where Malik Hooker has just been in jump ball opportunities with, with receivers deep? Just out of curiosity. How many of those? Because then, because then I can go back. I can take a look and be like, okay, I see what he's saying. I just haven't seen many. That's all. Help me out. I just talked to Bishop Kane. What's good, Bishop? 
Man, Scott, what's the word, baby? What's good, Bishop Kane, man? Man, I've been, hey, man, I got a new job, so I'll be really just listening to your stuff. And then I'll be bro. working when you with Vox. You know what I mean? So I ain't got the chance to call in, but. Man, I just want to tell you, bro, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of this team, bro, and shit. We still going. Like y'all like y'all been saying every day, bro, all we can do is enjoy the week of the game in front of us, bro. Facts. Like, because I am one of them people who really just really want to see them in the playoffs do their thing. But we, we all know uh, we deserve that, though. We yeah. all deserve that, though, because we've been riding with these boys. But at the same time, shit, it, it's a journey. We got to get there. Yeah, we got to get there. Exactly, but, uh, bro. Like, we can't just – we can't start September and be like, all right, playoffs, we here. Nah, you gotta get there, man. What's the point of of being a fan if you if you can't enjoy these dubs? Cause you ain't gonna win every game. So enjoy them. And, and you ain't gonna you, win the Super Bowl you, every year, so and, you better enjoy them. And you know what? Quite honestly, it's lessons that's learned in the regular seasons that the team needs to learn. Just like that Arizona game was a lesson for the team. That San Francisco game was a lesson for the team. Like shit, we gotta go through that too before we can even get to the playoffs. Like we can't, we can't take yeah. no teams for granted. That's facts. Now we mash the gas on little boys. Like, like, nigga, okay, you want to sit at the big boy table? We mashing the gas on you. You know what I mean? Like we ain't gonna let nobody just, cause, cause, cause a lot of times, like y'all said, like that social media, a lot of dudes got walking in. Like, oh yeah, this is an automatic win. See, Arizona's proved to them like ain't none of these teams on your schedule are automatic wins. So quit playing. And they haven't been playing ever since then, so I can't respect it. And I've been, I've really been, uh, I've been loving this old line, bro. This old line been acting crazy, bro. These niggas acting like maulers out there, man. I'm like, boy, these boys say, boy, they they, they uh, down there, get down, Mister President. <laughs> hey, what if they that like Secret Service around their deck? Ain't they ain't from the touch deck messing with that old line, man? I'm proud of these boys. I'm just, I'm really proud of the growth that I'm seeing within the team from the beginning of the season until now. You know what I mean? And even and even uh, on the defense, them boys, even though it ain't been as splashy as it usually be, they getting more better. They getting a lot better with their fundamentals, though. You know what I mean? And, and the get held oh, every defense, single game. Oh, yeah. Just the whole defense. Yeah. It ain't been just like, oh, man, defense, defense. But they fundamentally more sound than they was. Even though we ain't been hitting a lot more turnovers like we usually get, like, we but we getting, getting more sound fundamentally. You know what I mean? Everybody's thinking like gap assignments, even like like Hank Big Bang, Big Bang Hankins. You know what I'm saying? Getting them two sacks. That's that's because he's sticking to his lane. He ain't doing, like everybody. We focus as a team, as a unit. Like I like 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 that continuity word. We like it, 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 it's it's more about us all being together on one mind. Like we got that one mind. We gonna no, win this game. We everybody doing their job. You know what it, I mean? Yeah, it feels like it there's a lot less selfish mental mental right. uh mental missteps up front. I feel you. And, and and I gotta give Michael his card too because being that young, sometimes you can get hot, caught up in the hype and be selfish. Bro is such an unselfish player. It's crazy. It's to be that age though is really what I'm saying. It ain't even about him being to be that young and not let his ego get in the way. Here's that's, what I that, like, Bishop. Here's what I like. That's a true man. He that came out true man and he talked as a, about as a young oh, man. We all yep. been young. My bad, Phil. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's cool, man. Go ahead, finish. I'll talk about that. We done. No, I was just saying we all been young, bro, and he got the light. Like he, a lot of people will be greedy in that situation and wanted to yeah. be all about them, bro. 
and I can I can clear I can truly say Micah don't give a damn if he don't get one sec in the game. If we win that's and a lie. his team eating and his pockets <laughs> eating, I can tell you that's right now, that's a lie. Yeah, it's a lie. It's a lie. But he ain't gonna be messed up about it. You feel me? If we got, if we come home with that Lombardi. Mike's gonna be happy. He oh, ain't gotta no, no, be no, 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 no. That's a different discussion. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. You know what I was trying to get at is that what I appreciate about what Micah, if you listen to his his little interview uh, about being held and and Micah, Micah wants to be great every play, every game. He wants to put out greatness, and he and he gets pissed off when he's not able to because they they out there cheating. You know, it is what it is. They're holding him. Uh, but what I like what Micah said was that last year he did let that get to him. Right, you talked about his his maturity. He let that get to him, and I think you saw that more than you see it this year. He said this year he's understanding. Yes, I'm frustrated. This sucks, but if I give up or flop on the play or whatever, I might not have that ability to get the sack. So, so I got to keep fighting through it. So he's not going to flop. I just got to keep pushing through. But he is going to let you know. Hey, ref, can you just watch this dude? I mean, just watch me, fam. He's holding me. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do here? Two holding calls in eleven games is outrageous. That's crazy for the coldest dude in the entire NFL. That's crazy. Come on. I believe you with this guy. I listened to you yesterday, and we was talking about pro comps for CD. I'm finna mess your head up right here, man. He might. He only two inches shorter than CD, but CD got that that dog in him, man. I'm finna tell you, man. Hans Award, bro. After the Seems catch, amazing. After the catch, amazing. The physicality after the catch. That's CD, bro. Soon as CD got the ball in his hand, dude, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Like and that's and, and, and honestly, I was thinking about. I was listening to y'all. I'm like, man, let me think as back as when I was a kid. Who can I think of? And I was like, you know what, Hans Ward. He was a little mini dog, man. People were scared yeah. of him. I mean, if if you want to compare his dogness to Hines, I feel you. Uh, Hines was interesting though, man, because because you could you could argue, and I know this ain't a stat, but just me growing up watching Hines, you could say he was one of the the best wide receiver blockers ever. I mean, this dude wanted Ever. all the smoke. He he wanted all the smoke. If the Bro ball was wasn't like going his 11. way, yeah, he was a little was dude crazy. too. Yeah, yeah. Bro was like five eleven, and bro. But I really, when I really, my comparison was really more of once he got the ball in his hand. Like, bro, it's hard to bring CD, even though he's not just so big. It's damn near like Tony uh Tony Pollard. He's not the biggest dude, but bro, back tackles. See, it's yeah. hard to get CD on the ground once he touched that ball. Yeah, he's, That's really he's more of the tier, comparison yeah. that I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah, I have to go back and watch. I don't, I don't remember him being a yak guy like that in, in that manner. But, but that's Man, interesting. Go check it out, Scott. That's interesting. Go check it out, Scott. I promise yeah, go you're gonna out. be like, damn, Hines was busy. When, I just remember, I just busy. remember, but Hines being like this compact dude running. We're, we're, we're CD man. He, this, this might trip you out. What I'm about to say, but I'm not saying he is this guy. But I feel like when CD get the ball after the catch and he's got room, he remind me more of Reggie, Reggie Bush, by the way. Reggie Bush, and it's just how smooth he is. Oh, okay, he's okay. he's longer. You know, he can he can hit you up. Where Hines seems more compact and physical, and although CD can can put his head down and run you over. But he feel more Reggie after the catch than, than Hines. But I got to go Ooh. back and watch. I go check out Hines, uh, check out Hines' highlights uh, after the catch. Interesting. For sure. Appreciate the sky, bro. Hey, man, much love to you, brother. And I ain't, if I don't get to talk to Vach, hey, pass the love on. Cowboy Nation, keep doing our thing, bro. My God. Appreciate you, Bishop Kane. Bishop Kane, man. Let me go ahead and lock these up. Hines was up. He, yeah, man, he's a problem. He's a problem for them. When they had, it was a Hines, Antoine Randall, well, uh, I think Sandy. 
Sean wasn't there. Was AB a part? Like I know, I know AB later. AB right, but the 2010 season, he was in the Super Bowl, but I I can't remember if all of them were there at the same time. But there was a point in time where it felt like the Steelers was a wide receiver factory. Hines, Randall Well, Santonio Holmes, AB, Martavis Bryant. This is a wide receiver factory. Yes, yes, Cordell Stewart. Remember him. Oh, damn, Tyrone called him mid. I mean, I, I liked Hines Ward growing up. I just, I'd have to go back and check it out and see, see the after the catch, but Again, I'm not saying CDs, Reggie Bush, but that's the style they run. The grace style and grace. The way they run, they're kind of similar to each other after the catch. Plex, yeah, forgot about Plex. Sanders, yeah, Mike Wallace. Yeah, they definitely was a wide receiver factory for a grip. Let's get uh, Toxic Time in the building. What's good, Toxic? Good morning, Sky. First off, I hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving. Thanks, so. I know it probably doesn't compare. I know it doesn't compare to the sixteen twenty one when Pocahontas was your plus one, but I hope you had a really good time uh, <laughs> oh celebrating the time with your family. That, right? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's really interesting. Something I like to do is I like to watch the games from last year to compare where the team is now and this time uh, I think last night I was finishing up watching the Cowboys beat the Giants last Thanksgiving and just looking and seeing like how the team is just different because I think we get kind of kind of wash away what we were and what we are now and looking at the team from where we were last year by the way same record eight and three this time last year before we were playing the Colts uh looking at things that we are just doing so much better right now. And it's, we have a lot of fans on in the NFL who just look at a box score and they just make assumptions about who played well, who played, didn't, uh, how the game went. Football fans. Absolutely. And just looking at the big thing about winning, especially in the NFL, it's a very detail oriented league is the why, why and how are you actually doing this? And, looking at how we are winning compared to how we won last year. I mean, put it in context, everybody last year, uh, Daniel Jones, I believe yeah, yeah, he got knocked out in this giants game, had to break it up into two segments because I was getting tired and the giants, I think, you know, they only, we only won by eight points last year against the giants. And this year we are absolutely just eviscerating people and not doing what we did in previous years, playing down the competition Dak is not struggling in shell coverage. We are doing things better, and the why is so much yeah. better than what we were last year. And when I hear about the Seattle Seahawks, it is just a breath of fresh air knowing that we have a coaching staff that is going to say, hey, tell me what you guys want on this offense and defense. Let's make this better now. We can quickly pivot and just adjust fire and just attack this this team the best way we can with the skills that we have. It just feels like that we're not just beating our heads against the wall like we were hell earlier this year. So a toxic looking go ahead. Oh I'm I'm sorry. No no finish finish I'll finish that. I want to I want to talk to you about something. I was just gonna say your thoughts. Oh so 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 speaking on earlier this year, did you did you happen to catch Steven uh Jones interview? 
which one uh, from yesterday? Yesterday, yeah, yesterday. I didn't listen to Rosie speak yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't listen to him all the time. But there was a part in his in his uh, interview where he again brought up San Fran. Remember, Mike has brought up San Fran a lot. Dak has brought up San Fran a lot, and uh, I think it was Steven who brought up San Fran. Yeah. And they, they kind of asked him a question about all this motion and all these cool things happening, right? And Stephen Jones comes out and he's like, well, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here. When, when you go and you get beat the way you got beat against San Francisco and they do all that motion and things like that, you know, it's a copycat league. So, you, you know, we're just kind of adjusting to what's going on around the league. In my head, and then and, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, does that basically, mm-hmm. does that basically solidify that thought that upstairs was was calling the shots in regards to to less motion or whatnot? Because if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Mike mm-hmm. McCarthy loves motion. Mike McCarthy wanted to put implement motion when I was out at training mm-hmm. camp and when I watched the training camp, they did a whole lot of it. Then all of a sudden, it just kind of just stopped at the beginning of the year until they got their ass whooped against the 49ers, and everything changed after that. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Stephen Jones comes out on his interview and says, oh, well, yeah, it's a copycat league. I wonder if it wasn't Mike that got beat upside the head from the 49ers. It was the Joneses. Am I, am I, am I, am I putting on my conspiracy hat a little bit too much here? <laughs> I'm willing to bet, and this is my ultimate conspiracy theory, Mike McCarthy Talk. walked into Jerry's office and goes, hey, We'll do it your way, but if it fails, you have to put Jimmy in the ring of honor. <laughs> <laughs> Just the ultimate, like, I'm telling you, this is not going to work. I'm so confident. Let's put your money where your nuts are. It, I just, I, the, the fact that, and also the North remembers, I'm glad that they remember that San Francisco, and they're not just going like, oh, you know, we could have played, we would have won. No, they're, they're wearing that with honor now and going, we got humbled on live television and we can, cannot forget how we got to where we are now. And you're seeing it in the details now. And you're seeing, like I said this early in the offseason, one band, one sound. Mm-hmm. And now your front office is echoing, adapt. We need to be modern. We need to keep pivoting. We need to stay ahead I of mean, the competition. Oh, that's, Boom. say it. Yeah, so look. Even Jerry, I just remember. Remember Jerry brought up uh, something along the lines of being modern a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, and, and more past the setup. That's not what he was saying in the previous years, previous weeks. Something, nope. something changed. And I don't think it was just Mike. Mike ain't just forget how to motion. Mike ain't just forget how to, you know, Shotty ain't forget all these things. I don't think it was necessarily Mike. I do think it was potentially some upstairs stuff going on. Yep. And, and last point I'll make is you're, and this is what I've always kind of said, like if your tone at the top is the same at the bottom, you'll see it matriculate down through an entire organization and everything we've really complained about. You see that Mike McCarthy, one is seeing it. And two is having his offensive staff, which is huge. His adapt offensive line has been looking better with more zone blocking schemes. The routes have been looking crisper, more downfield, middle of the field. You're seeing it. And I just think, man, imagine if we didn't play the Kellen Moore bullshit game and this was year four of Mike just being Mike. Damn. Oh, but yeah. We're here now. Yeah, we're here now. Though, but... Better late than never. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But I, I... other than that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. In no, closing, no, in closing. Say, other than that, have a lovely day, Sky. Thank you for having me on your show. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to the Ryan Null family.
Appreciate you, man. Happy Thanksgiving to Toxic Tom and his accountant family. You know, I just watched the movie The Accountant, and and I was just thinking in my head, it wouldn't shock me if that was like Toxic Tom. You know? If you haven't seen The Accountant, fantastic movie. Go check it out. Ben Affleck flick. We kind of went on a Ben Affleck kick the other day, didn't we? Huh? Me and my wife, we we watched The Accountant. Uh, we ran back to town. We watched Gone Girl a while ago, which man, fantastic! I did not expect that movie to be that good. I don't, I don't read the book, but she read the book and she was blown away by the movie. The, the town or the uh, Gone Girl was, was was really good. Uh, I'm trying to put her on some other obscure Ben Affleck movies like Paycheck. I was a fan of Paycheck. I thought that was a really good movie. We all know about like Good Will Hunting and stuff like that. But anyway, my bad. Going off the rails. Uh, Mike hired an analytics guy. Now take those numbers upstairs. Facts. Facts. Oh, Hypnotic. Yeah, we got to watch Hypnotic. Let's see. Uh, And look. Look, y'all. I ain't trying to go far left into the conspiracy thing, right? But I just found it a little bit funny that, oh, come on, lights. That all of a sudden. See, that was Jesus telling me to move on. All of a sudden, it's. Oh yeah, we 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 want to do all this motion and and it's not run 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 pass, you know. It's not we gonna lean on a specific running back or or we gonna open the season up or a running team and defense. Got your ass whooped by the forty nine. It was like, man, what are the Niners doing? They on motion. I start doing some motion. They throwing an early down. Let's start throwing her. And Michael's probably like, finally. Now let's cook. Just throwing it out there, man. Gone Girl was dope, Lisa. Yes, the part, AJ said, the part where the cop looks away. The cop said in the town, I ain't trying to die, man. Y'all got automatics. I got a handgun. Do your thing. I ain't seen nothing. All right, a couple more here. We got, uh, let's get 747 and we're going to end it with 100 grand. What's good, 747? Hey, what's good, man? This is this is Q, man, from L.A. County. What's going on? With what's you, good, sir? Q? You from L.A. County? Yes, sir. Shouts out to you, West Coast, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I called you a few weeks ago, brother, and I think I needed to call you back and apologize because I referred to you as a millennial. Oh, and I man, remember you. you uh, yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> and uh Seem like you was feeling some type of way about that, nephew. I'm like, oh, okay. That's how I know you, West Coast okay. nephew. Yeah, yeah. He was the fella that came in and said, "Me and Vach got the issues, and and, and we millennials this and all that." And and Dak Prescott can't really do yeah. nothing for you until the playoffs. But any, but what are your thoughts on on what do you got on your mind today? I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, you know. Um, we're getting ready for the Seattle game. We, we, we're trying to get ready for this playoff. Well, it's, I guess you would consider it a, plea, a, a pre-playoff run, and uh, hopefully we can keep we can keep Dak healthy, and um, you know he can um, he can uh, finally fulfill what we all what we all well some of us some of us think he can, and none of us other. Some of us are a little, a little skeptical, but, you know. Let's we'll just see. say what we we'll want. See. Let's be honest. We all want him to hold that Lombardi trophy up. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course we do. But, you know, I, I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, Scott. I, I don't 
you don't believe it. Yeah, that's that's No, 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 no. It's interesting. Your your previous caller was was toxic, Tim, and I remember he was one of the callers that was very critical of me. You know, last time I called, man, and I'm like, okay, okay. About to have caller beef. (laughs) Hey, man, look, 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 look. It's it's it's. It's like this, man. It's, it's like this. You had like, I, I mentioned to you something about Danny White, and then and then you had some old heads saying, "Oh, well, he don't know what he's talking about." You know, that man, Danny White took the Cowboys to three straight NFC Championship games, dog. Three straight. Okay, so so it seems to me like some of your callers kind of kind of bow down to you. Like like I I don't know that any of your callers you know like disagree with you. It, it seemed me like like to kind of kiss the ring, but you know, hey, it is what it is, man. I asked you last yeah. week if you had watched my show, right? And he was like, oh, I, I chime in from time to time. That's how I know you don't watch my show week in, week out. They don't get you don't get the term angry sky from me just having callers that call in and just say, ah, oh, I've quite literally had massive debates on here with callers, and then they call in the next day or they call in the next week or they watch the show. Mm-hmm. So I invite that because we can kind of debate and get to different opinions. So I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think what you happen to come in and there's cowboy fans that are not as toxic, no offense to toxic Tom, as some of your thoughts. And you take that as, oh, well, we're just agreeing on everything. I, I literally, some of my favorite viewers, I literally disagree with them right on right on there like I do with you. It may not go as far, but I've I've had many disagreed debates, my guy. So I have to disagree with you. Oh on yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've tuned in on your show, and I've, and I've, I've heard that. But it, it, it seems to me that, especially with this dude, toxic, tiny Tim, Tom, whatever his name Stop. is, you know, like, like he really, you know, was coming from me, and I, and I'm, listen, I'm a cowboy <sighs> fan. I'm 51 years old, dog. I've been a cowboy fan since I was nine years old. Okay, so yeah. I was a cowboy fan when they was three and thirteen and one and fifteen. Okay, okay, so I want the best for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I heard that plenty of time. So, yeah. so the 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 uh, oh, Danny see, White. See, now you're not <laughs> see, 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 and that right there, that right there ain't even necessary. That the see, 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 that I'm, right there. Why, why is that necessary, dog? Why? Bro, bro, don't don't get don't don't get in feelings right now because I have heard it plenty of times. So let's get back to football real quick, because I am curious about this Danny White thing. Uh, okay. After you got off the phone, right? Old head called Danny. Yeah. Because, look, I wasn't outside for Danny. So I, I can't tell you how y'all was feeling about Danny. But I am curious, okay. and then we get ended here. You, Your criticism okay. of Dak is that he can't get us over the hump, correct? My criticism is that Dak hasn't gotten us at least to an NFC championship game. Now, I know it's not all entirely his fault. No. Yeah, but 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 yeah. like you 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 know you talk about I'm a Cowboys fan, fifty one years. You're so so you've seen all the Super Bowls, right? Isn't our man? Stuff? I see. I, I see. Yeah, I see when we had when we had Steve Pelour. Sure. Steve Pelour is our quarterback, yeah, dog. Yeah, I don't know who yeah. Jerry Hogeboom. Do you even know who that is? Yeah. So 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 <laughs> look. So follow me real quick. Follow me. Isn't our yeah. standard to win Lombardies, right? I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So what what is the what is the difference of Danny White not able to get over the hump? Because they didn't. Right? Let's just be honest. Danny never got over the hump. 
and Dak not getting over the hump to get to where we ultimately want to go. If the standard is NFC Championship game, hey, dog, I ain't got nothing for you. And I wasn't outside for Danny White like that to even be able to rap to you. That's why we had other callers calling, and they kind of right. they kind of gave me the other side of Danny White, the side that I thought most people was like, hey, most people actually put Danny, I thought, in the Tony and Dak conversation of, man, really good quarterbacks just could never get it done. But you're saying Danny is one of the greatest of all time for the Cowboys quarterbacks because he got to NFC Championship games. But So my question is, what is the difference when both quarterbacks – haven't gotten their teams over the hump, but one you say is an all-time great, and the other you basically say ain't shit. So what's the difference? Well, well, I didn't say the young man ain't shit. Okay, so I don't need you putting words in my mouth. Fair enough. Okay? Fair enough. You're, fair you're, enough. Fair enough. Okay. Fair. Now, what this this is what I'm saying. The difference is the difference is. Listen, you didn't get us over the hump. It's the same thing for Tony Romo. Tony Romo never, never even got us to an NFC title game. And, you know, my thing is at least, at least get them to an NFC championship. You know, if you don't, if you don't get us over the hump, okay. You know, Tro- Troy and Roger did that. But at, at least, at least get them. Tony Romo never even got the Cowboys to a damn NFC championship. And he had some good teams. Okay. I mean, so I, I don't know how you feel about Tony Romo. Who who do you think is better between Dak and Tony Romo? Who who's better? I think oh man, I, I was a big Tony fan. I was one of those guys fighting off people calling Tony Romo garbage and this and that and that and this. Right, right, right. I probably wake up and have a different Beyond, answer, man. I I probably wake up. I think Beyond Tony was a, I think Tony was a better thrower of the football. I do. Yeah. But I think Dak is the better football player. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It makes sense. It, it, it seemed like Dak is a better leader, football player. Oh, well, well yeah, I mean, I, that ain't even close. I ain't even, I'm just talking about on the field, right? Like, like, I just feel like on the field, at the height, like, and when they're at their best, I think Tony can throw the ball. Like, he, he can throw the ball with the best of them. Uh, where I think Dak can do, he's like a three-tool player, right? Throw, run. Uh, he can make plays just like Tony can make plays off the scramble. It's an interesting debate. I think we got we had two really good yeah. ones. So, but I'm not trying to pit each other. We I'm not trying to go down this Tony Romo right, versus Dak Prescott right. Hill because we've done right. that. It's been it was it was annoying the first like four or five years of his career. And there's some people that still are holding on to that. But but yeah, interesting. Right. I, I don't I don't hey, know hey, that. Scott, I, go ahead. Yeah, I I want to uh, uh, throw this out there to you. I know you got other callers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. Even if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, I don't think Stephen Jones would want to pay Dak what his agent would want him. And I, 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 I'm gonna be honest with you. This is this is what I think they would do. I think I think I think I think him and Jerry would not want to pay Dak what his agent man. I believe they would flip him. They would flip him to Chicago for, for that number one draft pick. And go with, and go with Trey Lance and either and either draft one of them quarterbacks or draft that receiver from Ohio State. I don't believe the even if Dak wins the Super Bowl, I don't believe they would pay him what his agent would want him to pay him. I don't, I don't, I don't. Okay, let me. Would, would you? Oh yes, I would definitely pay okay. if all he right. breaks through and wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's all I needed to know. That's all I needed to know. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, if he, okay. like, yeah. If, if he broke through, and you had me worried home, there for a little bit, bro. Oh no, dog, no. <laughs> it, trust me, that young man breaks through and win it. Yes, but you, you think, know how Cat Boy is. You think because you got Michael coming up. 
Fam. I'm telling you, man. I don't. All I don't right. think they were paying what he wanted. All right. Right, I think they were making an offer. I think they were making an offer, Scott, but I don't think they were paying what his agent wanted because his agent wanted to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I'm telling so. you what they want to do. <laughs> you, hear, you hear that paper? I want right? us to you have this, that problem. You hear this paper right here? This is a check. <laughs> I'm not okay. writing nothing on it. Here you go, Todd Franks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What okay. you want? Okay. You done did something the okay, Cowboys okay. ain't done in 30 years. What you know what? But, but Let's make two of them. Let's go ahead and get another one. This is for this is for the baby. I agree. We're not only going to give Dak Scott. a check, we're going to give the baby a check. What you want? Scott. Stop playing with Who me. Who are you dealing with? What 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 do we call Stephen Jones? We we call him Catboy. Well, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm but see, we're going to call him Catboy for a different reason. We call him Catboy because he, you know, he don't, he don't, you know, he want to be tight on the cap. We're going to call him Catboy because he's going to give yeah. all the cap to Dak Prescott for bringing home a Lombardi trophy. I'm just telling you right now, dog. But, but interesting. Okay, so how thing. they going to resign Marshall Parsons and, and, uh, and, and, uh, oh, my, uh, my bad, his daughter. My bad, his daughter. Say again. Yeah, yeah, I said, okay, so if, if they give Todd France whatever he wants for that, how are they going to resign Micah and C.D. Lamb? Because they both are uh, coming up. Ah, that's, look, bro, let me tell you something. The, in the National Football League, you can sign whoever the hell you want to sign. It, you can move money okay. around. You can do all that stuff. And those three guys, you don't let right? out the building, right? Like, you don't let those guys okay. out the building. You sacrifice a Dorrance Armstrong. You sacrifice a Gilly. You sacrifice, you know, you sacrifice these other guys and you, you replace them okay. on the roster. But – your core dudes that like that that get you and help you win the Super Bowl, uh, you you, I understand. you don't play around. I, with that. I, I I agree with you, Sky. But and listen, listen. When I get off the phone with you, you know, listen. I, I'm a Cowboys fan, family. Please don't attack me. I'm I'm just coming with certain things that I think. That's all it is, bro. I want us to win the Super Bowl. I understand. I want man. the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. That that's what I want. Let me tell you this right now. Let me, like I said when we first got on the phone the other week, this ain't personal, dog. If you, if you truly do watch my show, you know how we get down. We at the end of the day, I kind of I kind of equate this to family, right? We all want the same thing, but even families fight. Even families have have confrontation. You know, it is what it is. But we all want the same thing. Appreciate the call, man. All right, man. Good. I'll bless you. Thank you. Salute. You know what? They're not even gonna write a blank check. They, they, you know those big checks? I don't got nothing. You know those big giant checks? Dak Prescott gonna be at his uh his press conference with a big giant check for three hundred million dollars, and see if they do it like the Chiefs do it, good to go. Ten years, four hundred million, spread that thing out, whatever. I mean, I'm just throwing numbers out. Spread that thing out, you'll be fine. Be, be fine. I, I'm I'm over worrying about cap and being able to pay you. I, I've watched teams be able to dance around this thing. One particularly in our division, be able to dance around this thing. And, and to be honest, I'm gonna flip the script on these cap people. I think you should be even more aggressive in 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 paying or whatever using your cap than most teams because you draft really well. If you draft bad. Then you have to take a whole bunch of those risks, and it comes back to bite you in, in, in the butts from time to time. Sometimes it'll work out. But because the Cowboys draft so well, you can say, you know what? I can replace my third corner in the draft. 
I can replace my center or I'm just throwing out just throwing out so I can replace my linebacker. I can re- I can replace this second uh backup tackle or backup guard. I can replace one of these safeties. Juan A. Thomas, Marquise Bell. I ain't replacing CD. I'm not replacing a Super Bowl quarterback. I'm not replacing a Micah Parsons. You lock those guys up. And and because you draft so well, you you deal with that. Yes, Wayne, I don't give a cap about a cap. I'm done with that. You you cannot. There's not a capologist person out there that can change my mind on it. You can get who you want. You can pay who you want. It's a matter if you want to. There's a little bit of a risk to it, sure. But the cap continues to just go up. What did we say the other day? Wolf of Wall Street. It's Fugazi, Fugazi. It's fake money. They just signed Terrence Steele to a $100 million contract they can get out of in two years. (laughs) Two years. Don't work out. Get out of here. Tyrone, uh, what advice do I have for for your (laughs) Tyrone. Hey, you know, I'm not going to go in on it too much, man. But, boy, you can't watch my show. You ain't no way, bro. That was funny, Tyrone. Tyrone said, Master Sky, what advice you have for your cult today? Don't do that. L.A., is that what you're not? Not L.A. I don't want to disrespect L.A., but you from L.A. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. I've had many fights on here. Many of them. I'm trying to learn to not fight. Look, me, me and 100 grand was beefing for like six weeks. Also, I don't know what you talking about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And we, and we hit each other in the DM from time to time. And, and, you know what I mean? And crack jokes. Come on, man. You, you guys don't watch the show. 100 grand, on, put that, we been- 100 grand put the hex on us. I had to hit 100 grand up and said, <laughs> I said, I said, look, mother, <laughs> don't you ever call it my show talking about <laughs> And then, and then 100 grand tried to call back into the show. I said, nah, dog, you got to give me a couple more weeks. We need to get some wins, fam. You're not fitting to put any more hexes on me. <laughs> What's good, bro? No, man. Come on, man. He don't watch the show, man. He don't watch the show. Uh, um, but yeah, man, listen. I'll fight y'all. I, I, I will straight up tell you right now. Look, brother, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> But I, I, I disagree. I'm going to tell you why I disagree. It's the point of the show. You know? I ain't going to have y'all call in here and we all agree. Yeah. Exactly. Come on, it's life. You don't agree in, in, in life, bro. This is life. What's up, though, Come man? On, man. But if, if Dak Prescott won the Super Bowl, he retiring the Cowboy, and let's just put yeah. it at that. Like, oh, like, that's fact. <laughs> yeah, this, that's ain't, this ain't Nick Foles. And by the way, there is there is a <laughs> Cowboy fan out there in, in, in Cowboy land saying that Dak Prescott's a backup quarterback. But but this ain't a Nick Foles situation here. No, sir. What what you gotta understand is if you listen to Mike, the coordinator and the quarterback is like a marriage. Yeah. And you have to treat it as such. Yeah. And when it's rolling right, you get what we're doing to these teams right here. And when it's not, you get like what we had with Kevin Moore. Everything wasn't going right. <laughs> Kevin. It's the truth. It wasn't going right. No, 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 no you facts, bro. It was throwing up, but it wasn't. 
You know, and then you get what we had at the beginning. I don't want to be like one of them calls, man. Where can I make my point? Go no, ahead. no, because you said something that sparked that that sparked a thought, bro. And I don't want to forget it. I'm getting old in age. I've been forgetting. You, 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 you said when Kevin Moore was here and you didn't have that that like synergy right from top to bottom. You, you saw the chinks, right? right? I hate yes, to sir. use this analogy because of this this team. I hate the team, right? But Philly, Jalen Hurts came out and was like. You know, in these moments, we were all on the same page, and, and that's why we're able to operate the way we're able to operate. Situational football, you know what I'm saying? In the mm-hmm. in these specific moments over the last three years, we come to find out that philosophically, Mike McCarthy and Kellen weren't on the same page. And if you don't have no. that synergy, and really no. we can go further, right? We can talk about the top, but if you don't have that synergy on game day on the field, how do you expect to be consistent when those moments approach? Fantastic point. It looked janky. Fantastic it point. Janky. It looked janky. So so when you got that synergy, you get what you got. We didn't have that synergy at the beginning of the year because you had some people that wanted to do, do, do this. So, okay, fine. Fine, Stephen. This is what we're going to do. We're going to rely on our defense. We're going to let our defense win the game. I don't think that came from Mike. Like you said, I think that came from up top. We got this great defense. Let's let our defense cook. And it ain't worked. But when you got front office, coach, quarterback, football team all in one accord, this is what you get. And I'm going to tell you how they more in one accord. If you listen to Signs of the Sideline yesterday, go listen to Signs of the Sideline. Cooks, mm-hmm. after, after Dak threw Cooks that touchdown. Yeah. Dak was like, <laughs> you want to call some more plays? And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, what is he talking about? Yeah. Then he goes into, I went to my, hey, put that play in the playbook, bro. It's in the playbook. Come on now. Is that not synergy? I don't know what else. We ain't Thanks. never hear no talk like that. We never heard talk like that. So these dudes out here is like, hey, Mike, you can come to Mike and say, all right, you want this in the playbook? All right, dog, I got you. And I'm going to call it for you. What's hey, up? You want... Come on, man. That's facts. That's we, huge. We we heard the opposite, right? You know, at, at the end of uh, Coop's run, Coop had to go on radio like, oh, nah, we got cover two beaters. We just ain't putting them in. Oh, nah, I would love to be a part of the red zone. We just ain't doing it. Yeah. He's basically begging you, you know, publicly now, because yeah, so. obviously it's not working privately to, hey, this, this can work. Why aren't we doing it? Where Mike was like, oh, you think this will work? All right, let's try it out. <laughs> and look what happened. Touchdown. Out. Like mm. that's that's very huge. That that's letting that's letting the players know, listen, you guys are professional just like me. If y'all think it's gonna work, we putting it in there. And if and if Cook's got that power, imagine the power that Dak got. That's why he's so comfortable. He know what he know we know what's gonna be open before he even when he even calls the play. Remember, he said, remember, remember, I, I, I don't know if it was the touchdown pass or if it was the two-point conversion. He said, CD, before they even left the huddle, I see you in the end see zone. See you in the end zone. They were the touchdown knew. pass, yeah. They already knew See you in the end zone. Yeah, that was dope. That was dope. <laughs> they already knew it was going to be a touchdown. Mm. So we didn't come into San Francisco with that confidence, guys. We didn't. I tend to agree. We didn't play like that. So now this is a totally different Dallas Cowboys football team. You've seen it in Philly, and 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 and, and it just 
took off since the San Francisco game. So when we go and play Philly next week, yeah. when we go play these guys, buff, oh, but we going to mop the floor, but I don't even Bro, it's a wrap. And everybody talking about that. Listen, would you, do you want a Josh Allen? I don't think that Josh Allen would not survive in Dallas. Could you imagine? Oh. Let's just be real. Oh, this ain't Buffalo. You know, there was a there was a little clip going around a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, we talk about Buff. We talk about Josh, but nobody cares because he's in Buffalo. If Josh Allen was leading the league in turnovers for four consecutive seasons or whatever the hell it is, right? He's got all the turnovers. And, oh my goodness, it, it would. I don't say it'll be worse because there's other factors, but it'd be it'd be just as bad. It'd be pretty damn bad. And if he's a, a, a dude that's not getting us to the to the Super Bowl, it'd be it'd be bad. Yeah. God, they're on the verge of not even making the playoffs. They might not make it. They're out of it. Right We've now. made the playoffs. Oh Could you imagine? For three straight oh years. Oh my God. Could you imagine a healthy Cowboys team with Dak Prescott yeah. not making the play? Oh my goodness. <laughs> All those calls we from LA that we, we, we got about 15. Thank now. you. We, Thank we got you. about 15. Thank now. you. We've made the playoffs because we're making the playoffs this year. Mike McCarthy, three straight years. Three straight years, we've made the playoffs. We've been in contention every single year. There's teams that are that are argue with us, that are laugh at us, and say this and that in the third. Their teams don't even make the playoffs, Scott. It just needs to. It just take Scott one not run. Not even in contention. It just it just take one run, and and we talked about this in the po- yes. in the off season. Technically, and I know it, just, it didn't sound great at the time because the way you lost, it was a close game, but the way you lost to the Niners. Technically, you are ascending, you know, in, in, in his first full season with a healthy team, healthy quarterback, win a division, we get we get a home game, we lost, unfortunately. Second season with yeah. a healthy quarterback, we make the playoffs, we win a playoff game. We did something we ain't doing 30 years, one on a road. Third season, right, we're taking the steps. Technically, the third season should mean we are advancing you know, past that second round that we haven't been getting to. So technically, the, that arrow is pointing up, but obviously they got to go out there and make it be. We got to go out there and make it deep. And and I think the team that we're bringing into the playoffs this year is way better than those teams that we're bringing in. Now the offense has the same philosophy that our defense has. So now you're really going to see what's going on. Complimentary football, And I think man. we got... Yes, yes. We 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 ain't bring that into the play. Tell me when we ever bring that into the playoffs. Let me know. Nah, it it, it was it was even when Romo was here. Even when Romo was here, let me oh, know. No, no, that, that that's fair. You know, I don't I don't think we, we we were as complete. I mean, we had I think the most complete in that era was 07-09. I think we did have really good defense in 09. I think it was a second in the NFC. Uh, 07, you had all those Pro Bowlers, so you had those two years. But Romo was here for like nine of them, so we ain't. We ain't really have a whole bunch of complete teams. We had a couple. So I feel like that's huge. And we are truly a football team that can take it all the way. We are. Yes. You know what I mean? And, you know and, and that's what frustrates me, honey, Grant. Like, what, there is nothing wrong with saying, hey, this is, a cha- this is a team that can compete for a championship. I think people get that twisted. These 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 knuckleheads on these, these radio stations are – or these these uh these 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 uh, internet streets or national media, there's a difference saying it's our year in August to, hey man, this is a team that could be that can compete in the final four, easily, one hundred percent. It's just a matter of going out there and doing it. There's nothing wrong with saying that they could they could be in the final two if we keep them in the buck. 
but they got to go out there and do it. We got to go out there and do it. And I feel like the way that we're playing now, nobody want to see us in the playoffs. The Eagles don't want to see us. The 49ers don't want to see us. They can't keep up. They can't keep up. The way we're playing now, not in the beginning. See, people get it construed the beginning of the year, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we was blowing teams out. No, that was a totally different team. It was. In the beginning of the year. That was that was not the Cowboys football team. That that and and, and you gotta give credit to Mike for making that change like that. Jason sure. Garrett never would have made a change like that in the middle of the season. We are two different teams. And that goes to show me, like you said, you went to training camp. What team did you see? The team that's playing now. You yeah. didn't see that team in the beginning of the did year. Not. So they so that tells you Stephen Jones. And Jerry Jones is moving out the way and letting Mike and Dan do what they got to do. That's what that is showing me. Fair. That's what that's showing me. Fair, man. There is no more. Where's where where where's where's um Gallup at? That boy sitting in the bench. That boy getting two passes and he getting paid sixty million. Tell me he if gone, that would have been that way. Tell me. Hey, tell me if that would have been that way two here. years ago. Yeah, Gallup's going. Gallup, Gallup. You know, let's let's try to get this. Let's try to get this ring for him because he's not going to be back here next year. But tell me if that would have been like that two years ago. No, Scott, no, it wouldn't have been. The boy would have been out there playing. Yeah, I even think there there, there might have been a bit of a shift in 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 forcing Tony the ball. I think there might have been a reason to like when I say force. I mean they were giving Tony 22, 25. Yeah, a yeah. game where he had 30 now touches. Look at they're like, now hey, look at Rico now. They're like, hey, we ain't got to give him the ball 30 times in a game. Let's hold, let's relax here. And uh sure. I, I think you see it with TP. I think you see it with uh Gallup. And, and this is a negative thing with TP. It might be a little negative with Gallup. Um yeah, you're right. I think there there there's a little bit of hey man, let's let them do their thing. Yeah, there's a shift. There's a shift going, and like, yo, man, I'm gonna let the football people close, do what they gotta do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let the football people do what they gotta do, and 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 we're headed in the right direction, and and we we, we going to the playoffs, man. I ain't even worried about Seattle. That's a blowout. I ain't even no point in doing no analysis. <laughs> They don't say that. Don't, don't ruin my shows. You no t- telling people not when to come, I come back. On the show, when I come on the show and I tell you what we did in, in, in Phoenix, you get mad at me. But now I'm coming on here saying we no. don't need to worry about Seattle. I'm getting mad still at you. coming at me. Yeah. I can't wait. You can't nah. win, hundred grand. I'm sorry. You can't win. I can't I need, win for losing. I need people like to come back. Dog. I can't win Stop. for losing. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> So, so what's gonna happen now? Hundred grand go hang up, and when the show's over, I'm gonna taxi. Hey, dog, don't you ever? No, I'm just playing. Exactly. Hey, hundred grand, you can't, you can't, but you can't step on the work like that. You can't come on and be like, hey, ain't no right, need, ain't no my need bad, for the analysis. Bad. Y'all my gotta bad. come Scott, back tomorrow. I got a rest of the week. I got come a rest on, of the week. I mean, listen, listen, come back to Sky for the highlights. There we go. And and and, and the breakdown. There we go. Damn, this is the greatest grand. morning show. This is the greatest morning show. You can't, Cowboys. You can't give Hundred Grand no work. Hundred <laughs> Grand gonna be like, man, come, come to me. You gonna Rico me? Come to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. We out. Appreciate you, man. All right, bro. Appreciate you. <laughs> you want to co-host all in the videos, huh? 
Or you want me to tell you we gonna blow their ass out? Don't do that to me, hundred grand. Willie T, you, Willie T, hate what I what I say some constructive or some constrict criticism. You can call it hate. You can call it hate all you want. The, the difference between me and you, Willie T, is that I don't let my fandom get in the way of reality. And, and look, it took a while to get here. Don't get it twisted. It took a while. Maybe it took me, you know, doing this full time. You got to remove some of your, your emotions to, to ties to these players. But what exactly is wrong about saying that Michael Gallup should be phased out of the offense? He should be getting less targets, two to three a game. He's been better at it. What is wrong about saying Zeke is not the same as he was? He's not needed here. Uh, you got top three offense in the league. His best times were years ago. I mean, I, I don't. I just don't. You know, as fans, man, I get it though. I would, I would, I would appreciate it if if most were more like Twan. I don't think y'all. I don't know if y'all remember Twan. Twan flat out come out. Hey, that's my guy, my favorite player. So no matter what, this is this is my guy. He's the best, and that's just that. And hey, fair enough. I don't even argue with brother no more about that guy. But we got to sometimes, you know, not even sometimes, all the time. Facts over feelings, man. We, we, it is hard. It is hard to do when we are fans of certain players. Trust me. I know. <laughs> Trust me. I know. But you don't want to die on a Gallup and Zeke Hill. That's not, that's not the one to die on. Maybe somebody else. But that ain't the one. You know what I mean? So no hate, Willie T. It, it's. Look what happened when you phase them out the offense and you gave them less. Look what happens. Ain't just me. If you say, and I'm hating, guess who else hating? Jerry, Mike, Robert Prince, Dak, Schottenheimer. All of them is like, yeah, let's get Tobert up in there. Yeah, you got to get Turpin involved more. You know what I mean? I don't I don't hate anybody. Now I think about it, I don't hate anybody on this team. No, nah, I hate Josh Ball. No, nah, I'm not. I hate Josh Ball. Uh let's get some super chats. Now, if you want to say, man, Sky always hating on Josh Ball, you are right. Super chat. 100 percent hating on that guy. 28. Man, we got a lot. Appreciate y'all. Towboat tie dropped five earlier. I need new glasses, y'all. Would be a good vet for rookie linebackers. Okay, would be a good bet for rookie linebackers to come up under. Would like to see Overshone learn Shaq's leadership. Somebody asked about Shaq uh, or Overshone uh, next year. I I think Overshone comes in. We see what's up with his ACL. And you say, here's the pool stick. Let's break it. Overshone, Clark, if Bell was linebacker, and and let's roll. Although, although, I'd like to see Bell maybe potentially take over the J-Ron role. I think that'd be great for him. Uh, but, but yeah, Overshone gets back up in here. We don't wipe them 304. Shouts out to Chris. He Super dropped chat. two of them. Uh, he said, timing his jump is hilarious. Well, now I know what he's talking about. At first, when I hear that, and again, this might be, I'm thinking of jumping a route. He meant jumping on 50-50 balls, and then that made me think, I don't remember many uh, except for Philly. So we got to the bottom of it. That's why I ask these questions. Still talking about 
Now, let me tell you something about uh, Brooks. Brooks looking nice out there, Chris. Brooks looking nice out there. Chris says he's here to help young guys like Brooks and, and, and Tober take over his job. I don't even know if that's the case. They just going to do it. Maurice dropped two said, uh, appreciate you said CD super chat was a running back in fifth grade. If it's in you, it's in you. I think, uh, Sean Lee was too. Sean Lee used to get a lot of interceptions. Sean Lee used to, yeah, I think he had like a pick six, but when he got the pick, you can kind of see a little running back in Sean Lee. Micah was a former running back. You saw that when he got the fumble six last year. Yeah. Some of these defensive players that, that former running backs, when they get the ball in their hands, you can see them a little bit. Oh, I didn't even know you dropped another one. Super chat. Uh, Chris, appreciate you. He said, Toxic Tim needs to be better timing his jump. A Toxic Tom. Was Toxic Tom in here for that? I don't want caller beef, man. We can have some fun, but this is never personal, man. Never, never, never personal unless we, we attack each other personally, you know. But that was interesting. He changed it. See, you're not gonna be you're not gonna beat Toxic Tom. I'm just telling you, bro. He will lean into your toxicity towards him. Toxic Tim, D- Toxic Tim Downey Burner account. Thank you for that. Uh, I forget your name over there in LA, but thank you for that. Sully dropped two. I mean, where'd you come from? Super chat and said, uh, "Is this the first caller beef, Toxic Tom?" Versus LA. That's I don't look, there is an actual LA caller on Vacha's show. I don't want to call this this dude LA. Cause then we're gonna confuse the two. He was from LA. I, I just can't remember his name, but he was from LA. But yeah, I think this is the first time we've got some 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 caller beef with Toxic Tom, man. We got some beef. Let me tell you what I love about Iceberg Slim. Another guy I've always disagreed with, but it ain't nothing personal, right? That's what I love about you though, Iceberg Slim. Your height, your hyperbole the hyperbole you use at the end of the day i had to shift my mind it's fun right it's fun that's how i look at it now at first i used to take it serious now i look at it as it's fun like i remember at one point you said there was a, like a darren woodson or something on the team a, a, a eric williams and now we got chris carter with Jalen brooks i'm just gonna lean into it and have fun chris carter is is, is wild however i did like what we saw from Jalen brooks uh when he got out there I like what we see. And, and I think they trust him a little bit more to do some things. In fact, if when Dak broke the pocket and threw that ball, shouts out to Jalen Brooks for the little tip catch. If Dak broke the pocket and threw the ball instead to Jalen Brooks up the field, I think it might have been a touchdown or at least a flag. I think he held him when he went upfield. But Slim, yes, yes. I, I, Iceberg Slim. Me and Iceberg Slim are often on different sides of the, of the table sometimes. Not, not Q. Q, is, I don't think you really say off the wall things that much but and one more shout out to my bro lee if you don't think i just and i know it's people calling me and lee damn near how many times in the den bro (laughs) come on man this this is literally me from lunch table i get people coming hey Hey, Will, how many? And I spit it right out. Now we in debate. I, I just love to, to, to sport debate, but but not the fake stuff, though, right? Like, not the, the fake take stuff. They'll just come up with some. Y'all remember the other week? 
is Dak Prescott an all-time great Cowboys quarterback? What? What the f are we talking about right now? There was another one the other day. Uh, I can't remember what the topic was. What are we going to learn from Dak Prescott and Thanksgiving? Stop going to these things, man. CT Mad is that he want the smoke. I hope that's what you meant. I'm not going to read what you said, CT Mad. I think you want the smoke, CT Mad. Yes, Chris. Uh, Cooks, I, I I believe is the one helping these young bucks for sure. Uh, if you remember, Jalen Tobert, damn near was giving all the damn credit to him, him and uh, Dak Prescott. But but Cooks is is that veteran, in my opinion. Where, and it's not a knock on Gallup, but. You know, I just want you know, I just want to make sure we win the game. I don't, that, that, I'm telling you, that's really Gallup. No knock, he's him. He's not trying to be fake or nothing like that. You know, he's part of this this camaraderie and whatnot. But I think Cooks is the leader. That's real, brother. L. He says, Sky. That's because you came from that era. Quote that era. We've been debating best rappers and record labels, sports. All that. that's that's true. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have that. We had to earn that that respect at the lunch table. Sometimes in the barbershop, all depends on what barbershop you go to. I ain't gonna hold you. A lot of the times, I used to just sit back and listen to the old heads go crazy in the barbershop. There was times you can call it arrogant, but in my life, I did feel like I would be here. Dude, that's not a joke. I, I tell my wife that a lot. Like I just didn't know when. But there was times as a buck. I'm talking about a, as a kid. I'm in the barbershop listening to these sports debates like. Man, y'all my sound stupid as <laughs> but, but you there, there's etiquette, there's rules low-key in there. Know your place. Because they beat you upside the head. What they don't care if they're wrong in the barbershop. And y'all know what I'm talking about. The barbershop rules, that they, they, they're different. They're different. In fact, I personally think that's where debate take stuff came from. Yep. Yeah. I think the bait take saw, and I had this idea, man, but but I ain't gonna talk about saw or felt or somebody said something to somebody and was like, yo, that's how we should, we should take this in front of the cameras, because that's all they doing. The, the 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 whole debate take thing, that's all they doing is screaming and yelling ridiculous stuff across the table. Am I lying? There you go, Lee. Lee said you will get nicked in the barbershop, straight up. You better sit back and just chill. Unless you got that juice. And there was a lot of people that got that juice. It still happens to this day. Shouts out to my barber. I go down there and it's, you know, they, they do the barbershop talk. It still it still was happening. But when you a buck, though, or when you in that, you ain't quite right there. Got to know your place. I got a Nick story I'll I, I tell y'all one day. I ain't never went back to that barbershop to this day. Lee, I forget the name, though. Uh, what's it, just? Wasn't just cutting it up. The one on Market Street. Is it still there? Let me know, Lee. The one on Market Street. I ain't never went back. Man, it was, it was, uh, I think it was for, for picture day too. But anyway, man. All right. Any more, any more super chats? Now I think about it. I think it was my fault though. I think it was my fault. Any more super chats? Now nah, we good. Uh, Willie T said the barbershop sports talk was always the best, especially if you were the only Cowboys fan there. It was so entertaining, man. So entertaining. There's nothing like it. 
Except for a lunch table, right? Or if you're with your boys, but nothing like it. Was it just cutting it up? I so I got it right. Yeah, I ain't never going back to that barbershop. Joe Lewis is 137 goddamn years. <laughs> All right, let me get ready to get up out of here. I got some places to be. Um, man, fantastic stuff. Fun show. Make sure y'all hit this like button on the way out. I will not, unfortunately, because la- yesterday was a classic. If you missed the Vossen Boy live show yesterday, please go run it back. And I'm talking about from start to finish. Let me just tell you how genius Vach is. One day I'll tell you about that, how we got into what we got into. But go wa- go rewatch that, man, from start to finish, or at least from start and then peep the ending of the show. Hilarious stuff. But I won't be there today. Um, I, we, I will be back tomorrow, though. Uh, our guy Mo will be on AZ Sports Live later. If you happen to not be able to check me out until Thursday, once again, me and Jesse Harley. Hold on. Let me press the button. Me and Jesse Holly back live at Walk-Ons Thursday night, Cowboys, Seattle. Shouts out to Triple Dog Irish Whiskey and the Cowboys experience. Make sure I come check them out. Tons of TVs down there, of course, because it's a sports bar. Dig into their Louisiana cuisine, po' boy, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, burgers, salads, whatever you want, man. They got it for you. Check out walkons.com. And if you want to know where it's at, 401 East Interstate 20 in Arlington. Or just type in Arlington Highlands and you will find us there at walk-ons. I I like walk-ons a lot, man. Uh, I, I First of all, I love Texas Live because it's, it's like a mall of bars and it's right across from. But but there is there is a closeness uh, with walk-ons that I think is pretty cool. So make sure y'all come through. And uh, check us out at Walgreens. No show Friday night. Yep. No show Friday. So I got, I'm, I'm on tomorrow, Thursday, and I will not be in on Friday. With that said, if I can find it. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. Yeah, Chris, we, come on, man. Me and Vach, we're like, we're like, uh, we're like the kids in class. You can't sit them next to each other. Can't do it. And this is straight from the dome. We don't plan any of this. We just go in, man. We be having fun. I love it. And get us a studio. I promise you, we'll be a mix of 85 South, It Is What It Is podcast, and Pat McAfee all rolled in one. I I truly do believe that. I'm out of here. Peace. Be on the lookout for the Dolly Parton highlight.